and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Raise again! Uh -oh. Oh, oh, no! Lester! Five! Lester to retain! On Rage! Got it! Brock Lester! Here is your winner and still the Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar! The reign continues! Unbelievable! Brock Lesnar is still Universal Champion! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to What a Maneuver. Oh man, did we watch so much wrestling. Oh my god. Speak for yourself. Every, <laughs> every year, WrestleMania weekend, not at, even outside of WWE, there's so many events going on. But we watched a lot of them together. Of course, I'm joined by my friend Sean. I'm here. And Dan. I'm not. <laughs> he, Dan's all in. I got lost in New Orleans. Yeah, he got stuck in the bar. I saw a video of Mojo Rawley. Uh, he chest slapped some really drunk guy at a bar. Of course and, uh, he did. I was like, you fucking. <laughs> Mojo Rawley's a mark. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so we watched everything over the course of the weekend. We're going to start with Hall of Fame, then go to Mania. We'll save TakeOver for last because it's TakeOver. And then we can talk about some outside of uh, WWE stuff. But I think it's just jump right into it. So Hall of Fame this year. Uh uh, besides a few cringy moments and one speech that was way too long, it wasn't too bad. What did you guys oh, think? Oh, it was so long. Oh, <laughs> my, my God. God. <laughs> Four and yeah, a half it, hours. It was, it, so was, it was too much. <laughs> it was it was too much. How are they going to fit that all in one DVD? <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be have to be like a, a two like a disc. It's going to be the Prometheus every secret told version. Oh, like no. 900 discs. Yeah. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, we had the Dudleys going in. We had Ivory, Hillbilly Jim, Ooh. Kid Rock. Kid Rock was our celebrity entrant. Talk about uh, body slamming Democrats, <laughs> which AJ loved. <laughs> which AJ loved. AJ and AJ and Kurt popped big for that one. Uh, who else did we have? We had um, the Warrior Award went to JJ. Not that JJ though. Went to a little kid, Jarius Robertson. Had, uh, had Hillbilly Jim talk for an hour, basically. Yeah, we had we got to hear Hillbilly Jim say the word opportunity and Jim Ross eighty seven times, which was fun. And uh, you know what's bad whenever one of the old guys says that it's going to be a short speech because that just guarantees that it's not going to be. We should have seen it coming. Yeah, <laughs> we should have. <laughs> it was just, um, but yeah, the cringe, the really cringe, uh, cringe worthy moments of the night were Hillbilly Jim's uh, just way too long speech. And uh, Jeff Jarrett's entrance speech was good, but then when he did karaoke with Road Dog at the oh. end, good job. that killed the whole thing for me. I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> they were going through the crowd, and, and they, even though they had the lyrics on the on the the screen, people no one people didn't know them. <laughs> no one wanted to sing. No one, no one wanted to say anything. And then uh, the only good thing was when they finally gave the mic to Lillian Garcia. It was like, thank God, someone could sing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but, and then you got Goldberg talking into the middle of the night and no one was there for it. <laughs> yep, and nobody cared. I mean, we talked about it. Granted, I know a lot of people had access stuff the next day and even that night, or not that night, um, but they, people just, they had to go to bed, you know? They had stuff to do early the next day. It's a long weekend. But uh, it was funny. It was just funny to see the screenshots of Goldberg speaking and like half of the superstar section totally empty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how, how many people do you, I mean, was Austin even there? Like, that's the only person that I know that's friendly with, with Goldberg. 
I, I didn't see I didn't see any like one of his big uh, anyone like one of his friends there really. Like it seemed like he kept calling all these people out, calling their names, or actually calling them out, and then they would not cut to anyone because no one was there. Like <laughs> he takes he takes a shot at Roman and Kevin Nash, and neither one are there. <laughs> And you know that they both were there because you saw them both earlier in the yeah. night. So. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, everybody was just like, you know what? I'm tired. i got to go to bed. We're not listening to Goldberg go in. Also, uh, you forgot to mention Mark Henry, his speech. Uh, I was going to say Mark Henry probably had the best speech of the night. Very impassioned, very sensitive guy. Uh, pleaded with Owen Hart's widow to let him go into the Hall of Fame, but we know that's not going to happen because, like Sean so astutely put, she's crazy and even the hearts don't like her, which is saying something. Because mm-hmm. the hearts are crazy. Because the hearts are crazy. His uh, his kid had the salmon jacket on, and then he well, it was his own salmon jacket, and then Mark Henry brought his salmon jacket at, which was funny because when he when he first came out, I was like, oh, he looks good. He looks like he lost some weight, and then he puts a salmon jacket on, and it's bigger than him. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He's slimmed down. I mean, he's still he'll never. Be, he's one of those guys that will never be small because he's Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's def- he's definitely slimmed off for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean. Besides Hillbilly Jim speaking for eight hours and uh, Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog trying to, you know, sing, I really didn't have too many issues with it besides the length, but whatever. The length was the biggest problem. Um, I, I don't know if there's because I, I don't think that they should be timed because like then you get a scenario with like when, uh, you know, Terry and Dory went in uh, that one year. I think it was the one the year that Austin went in and they were given 10 minutes to speak and that's it for both of them. Yeah unreal so i don't think that it's a matter of you should put them on a clock i think that you should give them a clock meaning like have something there that they can look at that tells them what time it is so they know how long they're good because i'm sure we've all been in those situations before where we're giving some sort of public speech or something and you just don't know how much time there is you know and people get people get nervous when they get nervous they kind of you know they just blather on like i'm sure and i'm sure hillbilly jim just like i'm sure he didn't want to talk about every single like facet of his career but i'm sure there was people he wanted to thank and he was just kind of going off the cuff and not really following his uh his cliff notes or his speech but i mean i mean he he was one of the people that didn't have visible speech notes or anything like that either so yeah if he tried to remember that in his head then obviously that didn't work very well because he ended up thanking every person who had ever given him anything i like to thank pappy mcsnappy in colorado for giving me a nickel one time to get some food it's like oh thank (laughs) you Thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad he was thanked in your Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> I will say, uh, as weird as it is that Kid Rock is in the Hall of Fame, um, his speech was short and yeah. to the yeah. point. His speech was even though then he boogied on out of New Orleans. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> was fucking gone. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny when they uh, at WrestleMania when they brought out all the alumni and he wasn't there. Like, did we imagine him? Is he gone? Uh, like there wasn't a blank star or anything, so it was just like okay. Uh. Also, I, I'm not against the Warrior Award. I mean, we could talk about that all day, but um, I don't want to see Dana Warrior out there anymore. She's just a terrible public speaker, and it's it it's very cringeworthy anytime she's out there presenting anything, let alone the award. Yeah, just Stephanie do it. Yeah, just I would. I would yeah, Stephanie much should do it. I would have much rather had Stephanie do it. I agree. I She's a robot. That. Get her to do it. Yeah, yeah. She can just prattle on. Also, we brought this, Sean, you and I brought this up. 
when you think Kid Rock in WWE, the first person you think of is Triple H. <laughs> yeah. I know. I the really thought person. it was going to be Cena because that's usually who they give the celebrities. Uh, yeah. And uh, Triple H, like, did he? Did they tell him it was Lemmy, and then he got out there and found out it was Kid Rock? He saw that he was like, oh, he came back from the dead. He's going to get a he's going to get a, an award now. But I don't know. It was just I just thought the, the choice was very strange. I know they're probably trying to, you know, it, it would make sense for Taker to put him in, but they want to keep him hidden. Also, this is Kid Rock in the celebrity wing. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's very true. It's who cares? Not, who he didn't talk him. about his mama for an hour. <laughs> I love my mother. I love when they, they made that rap song out of his speech. That was the funniest thing. But, yeah, that was the Hall of Fame. So I guess now we could jump right into the big event, or, you know, the one that the weekend is all based around. The big That's dog! The big dog! Pointamania, which became WrestleMania by the end. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> so we'll hop right into WrestleMania. Long, of course. Incredibly long. But you know what? It didn't feel long. No, no it, didn't, it didn't feel like last year one. felt really long. Now, this sped along pretty well, actually. This sped along. I mean, I, of course, there's going to be spots in the card that dipped down lower than other spots. But it's I mean, and you could tell the, the crowd eventually just died from being there for so long. Of course, they were all because this is one of the first years that so many people were there from the beginning of the pre-show because they were there from like the first match. All the way to the end. Usually, they're not there till like the end of the pre-show. Yeah, they must have opened the doors on time. Yeah, yeah. there was actually people in the crowd for the battle royals and the uh, <laughs> the the cruiserweight championship. Now, how match can they them. do that for WrestleMania? Yet SummerSlam, they don't open the, the doors on time. Some something it's, got it's like it's like a third of the size. Yeah, I do not understand. I mean, I'm sure they took better uh, care because it is WrestleMania. But I mean, SummerSlam's still a big pay per view too. It's one of the big four, so I don't know why they didn't take that amount of care. Hopefully, they'll learn from the mistakes. But uh, I guess we'll hop right into the card. So the first match on the entire card was the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, which wonderful Woken Matt Hardy won by eliminating Baron Corbin, and I was totally fine with that result. I mean, there was he was the only person that really made sense to me winning it. I was totally fine with that. Well, I was surprised there was not any NXT representation this year because it was the first time they haven't done that but then I guess they just saved it all for the women one yeah, I'm yeah sure it was although um, <laughs> well we'll get to that but yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah it was it was pretty obvious who was going to win considering um, just the fact that there were no surprises in there and, and none of them actually really stood out as to you know who the favorites were going to be uh, yeah, because you can kind of see everyone from the beginning, so it's like, all right, well, I know everyone who's in this match. Yep, pretty much, and uh, and yeah, so uh, Matt won with the help of Bray. Yeah, I was saying, I said this the other day, but this is how they are going to fix Bray Wyatt. They need to keep these two together and just ride this out, because I mean, the crowd seems, I mean... Matt's got so much. He's got so much. Uh, he's got, like on such a roll right now. I feel like putting Bray with Matt will actually help fix him because you know he fell so low last year. I mean, with all of our votes last year, he was the worst superstar, part of the worst uh, angle, like worst gimmick. And like, the year is still young. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. But I'm just. I have. I guess I'm. I'm looking a little bit positive. But from what I saw on Raw, and. Uh, I don't know. I I have hope. So hopefully, because I've always liked Bray, I just hope that Matt can kind of put him back on the right uh, the right path. Well, it seems like they're going to be uh, challenging for the tag titles. So 
We'll, we'll see if they actually. I could see them putting the titles on them. I could easily too. Actually, I could see that too. But uh, yeah, that was Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal for uh, Humongous Wonder number eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was weird how they were. I, it must have been something up with the pre-show, but like he was trying to stand in front of the statue, and then they cut away to the panel, and then they went back, yeah. and he was already oh, there gone. There was really shitty camera work during the pre-show. They, they did not know what they were doing. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, so the second match on the pre-card was for the uh, Cruiserweight title. It was Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali coming in as Sub-Zero and Cedric Alexander coming in as Black Panther. They both had some pretty cool ring gear. But uh, that match was, it, it felt like, didn't we say it felt like it was a little bit crunched for time? Like they got told before they went out, like, your time got cut. I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know how much time they got. But to me, it's like last year, the Cruiserweight title match, which was much less big of a deal. Yes, was yeah, given plenty of time, and, and it, the match told a good story too. Yeah. Like, whereas this one, going into it, you're thinking, "Oh, they're going to have a really great match." I I have to think that maybe they had some sort of limitations or something. Um, and basically, the match consisted of a couple C fours, uh, some uh, some some spots where they would hit their finishers and then not get it, and then it kind of just ended. It says here in Wikipedia that they, their match ran 12 minutes and 20 seconds, which is kind of short. Like most that of does the, feel short. Most of the matches in the Cruiserweight tournament were longer than that. So, you yeah. know, it's 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 a little puzzling. It didn't feel to the level as it was on paper. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And it's so weird because I don't know if you add up the the stats of what the match lengths were on the pre-show they have a two-hour pre-show and i'm pretty sure they didn't even use like a quarter of that for actual matches because it was all talking that's all it was most of well, most of it was talking rather i should say but uh yeah i mean they did they did good for what they were given but obviously it was cut very short and uh i was fine with seeing uh cedric win I thought that was done really well. I was fine with him winning. Yeah. Like, stop having to splat himself. Yeah, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would say half of the matches from the tournament were better than this one. Easily, easily. I completely agree. But, yeah, that was the uh, that was the Cruiserweight Championship match. And then the final... The final... Uh, <laughs> the Uterus Award. The uterus, <laughs> the, the uterus Award for World's Best oh, Uterus. God. We had Naomi winning... By eliminating Bailey and one of the on weirdest, where she put her face into the uterus. Yes, I did. But, but as far as this match, the one of the weirdest finishes. It was such such. Uh, a apparently, strange... it was bad for people there as well as people watching, so they didn't do a good job at all. Man, like, well, uh, well it, try to explain why we were thinking that because. Uh, you just see Naomi on the floor, and, and it, it was—it wasn't shot well. Like you couldn't really see yeah, what she earlier was in the match. You just saw a bunch of orange hit the floor, and there was Becky yeah. Lynch and Naomi there, and we're like, oh, okay, they're both out. I'm pretty sure they cut to one of those the network commercials that they do now, like uh, during the pre-show when they have those uh those on the network commercials. And it was on the it was in the middle of the ring. Went to the the network commercial, came back, and the first thing that they showed after coming back from commercial was Naomi. And uh, Becky Lynch on the floor. So you're thinking, oh, it was a double elimination. So the whole match goes down, and it comes down to, of course, Bailey and Sasha. And Bailey throws Sasha over the top rope, and Bailey starts celebrating like crazy. So, so, someone really has got to hate Bailey. Oh like, my God, yeah. Like they can't even give her that. <laughs> and and it was weird because she's celebrating, celebrating, but the bell won't ring, and the camera's like not panning. 
And we're all thinking, like, oh, I wonder who's going to be in the ring. And it pans back, and it's Naomi of all people. It's Naomi. Like, <laughs> it was like, I thought, for a split second in my mind, I remember thinking, I was like, did Beth Phoenix run in? Like, what are, what's going to happen? What are we going to get? And it's Naomi. Well, <laughs> it was, listen. It was just so, it was so strange. We all know that this battle royal means nothing. It, oh, of course. It, it means even, oh. le- especially now that it doesn't have the Moolah name on it, it means even less than the Andre battle royal. Yep. So, uh, and I, I, it was actually kind of not booked as well as the Andre Battle Royal. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> um, so, going into it, does it really matter who won? Like, to me, it was just uh, trying to progress the story between Bailey and Sasha. I definitely feel like they should have at least given an NXT person a boost. Like, the, it, especially now that Peyton came up. Like, I see, I disagree because then she, you would have been expecting it, whereas it was a surprise on SmackDown. And. Realistically, they were there to take out Charlotte. Yeah, having her win the trophy and everything, it would have been weird. I just feel like that rewarding them for everything they did in NXT without yeah. actually getting the gold or whatever. I, I think if anything, you should have given it to Becky. <laughs> also, speaking also speaking of of Sasha, boy, does she not look happy? The camera cut in while she was done with her entrance. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Sasha made her big. Oh yeah, because we should also mention that they they gave Becky Lynch an entrance in the beginning, and then instead of cutting away to commercial, they just showed like a mass of women come out all at once, <laughs> and then it cut away, and then Bailey gets a full entrance, and then it cuts away to commercial again, and then it comes back in the middle of Sasha's entrance. And, and she was she looked so disinterested. She was so she was so upset. You could just tell, but it was. Ugh. Poor Sasha. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that that was that was the uterus battle royal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, first match on the main card, we had Seth Rollins defeating The Miz and Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. And Seth Rollins had my favorite entrance of the night. That was a really cool look that he decided. I was so confused because they said burn it down and everything was blue. I was like, yeah. I was like, wait, wait a minute, what? But then Seth Rollins came out, and his ring gear was obviously inspired by the Night King from Game of Thrones. Very cool look. Uh, he even had full blue contacts, which were really cool, which he ended up taking out. Uh, and then Barred him from Roman. He did. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. It's like, did he take the, the contact gimmick? Uh, but then Miz came out in some weird Hollywood-based outfit. That oh, well, no. This is, this is the first time uh, we got our, our, um, our VR graphics for the entrances. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so we had, ladies and gentlemen, we had some PS1-level overlays on the cameras, 3D graphics over yeah, people's What the entrances. hell was that? I do not understand. I, I mean, believe I they think... called it their augmented reality. Yeah, their reality. Vince's reality is really augmented. Like, I understand years. for like sports games, like if they show like a score or something to do that. But for entrances, when people, I mean, oh. all sixty some thousand people that were there didn't see a damn thing. It was it was later on in the card, but when the new day was coming out, they were having to pretend like they were looking at the graphics. But with the way the cameras were showing, they were blatantly looking at the VR screens to see where it was, so they could point at. It. <laughs> and it was really funny. But uh, but yeah. So the Miz came out in some weird Hollywood getup with these big glasses and jacket, very Miz style. And then Finn Balor comes out with the LGBT community and rainbows. And uh, I mean, I get what they're going for. It's totally fine. I'm I'm glad that they're trying to include people. But I just felt I don't know. His entrance felt a little underwhelming because it's Finn Balor. But would you rather we, a rainbow demon? A re- that would have been. Now that would have been. 
That would have been something. It's the it's the gay demon. But they they didn't want to waste the demon on a loss. Oh yeah, that's At least true. Not yet. Yeah, all that's it is New Orleans. So I mean, yeah, that's where but, streaks go to die. Oh my god! And we were I remember from the front, Finn's outfit looked like just like oh, it's just a black outfit. But then when he turned around, it's like ah, he's wearing knee high rainbow socks. There it is. I was waiting for because I knew there was going to be color on his outfit. But uh, the match. I think stuff... the front logo on his trunks was also a rainbow too. I think it had the BC. Oh, yeah. okay. I couldn't see. I couldn't see the you BC. You couldn't BC. I couldn't BC <laughs> the BC, bro. But uh, the match itself. I mean, you got three guys that are very good workers, and I mean, uh, the match was. It was I a mean, good it's... opener. Yeah, it was a it was a really good opener. I liked it. Um, yeah, they had good timing with the, at the end where everyone like did a finisher to the other person's finish while they were doing a pin. Like, yeah. I like that uh, that double curb stomp that Seth Rollins hit. I thought that looked pretty cool. Mm. Uh, it got a little it got a little shaky, but I mean he pulled it off as well as you could as like while stomping two people's heads without actually stomping. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I think Seth yeah Seth pinned the Miz and won the title. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Seth Seth is our IC champ now. Now Seth becomes the last member of the Shield to become a Grand Slam champion. So now every member of the Shield is now a Grand Slam champion, which is pretty cool. Great, because that means something. Yeah, yeah. it does, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I think it's more like a behind-the-curtains thing. I think it's more of like a respect thing. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the match after that, we had Charlotte Flair getting her uh, feminine version of Triple H's entrance from <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm not knocking at all. I thought it was a really cool look. I want to know who those three gladiators were. <laughs> uh, it was, it was uh, Tino Sabatelli, Riddick Moss, and Dan Matha. I found ah. out. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, they answered my question. But So Charlotte got this elaborate queen entrance, which was cool. I liked it. Um, and then Asuka came out in a uh, Mardi Gras Asuka mask with a lot of sequins. But uh, the big thing was Charlotte defeated Asuka by submission and broke the streak. This is why Dan was saying before, this is where streaks go to die. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Oscar's streak brought to an end and not and it wasn't like she just got pinned. She had to tap out. It was by submission to the figure eight. Uh, I was surprised to see Oscar's streak get beaten by Charlotte because I was very convinced personally that the person to break Oscar's streak was going to be Ronda Rousey. But at the same time, I'm glad that it was uh I'm glad it wasn't just someone they like a new person they just brought in and it was an established wrestler like Charlotte to break her streak. See, this is another thing where I think it's something where they changed their mind at some point because I don't know if you guys remember like right around when Rousey was debuting, they had Asuka putting people in arm bars all the time and she even got oh, Nia to tap out this. to the arm bar and everything. I read, I read about that. And then all of a sudden they told her to stop using the arm bar. So that's why in this match she didn't have the arm bar uh, to, you know, to to move into the triangle. She just caught her in a triangle, which is kind of weird. Mm. Do you remember that spot when she did the oh, moonsault? Yeah. I think yeah, the snatch had, catcher. The, yeah. The I'm pretty catch. sure that originally that spot would have been an arm bar catch. Instead. It was a triangle catch. But, uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, there's I'm, a there's a bunch of stuff to unpack with this. First of all, I think the match itself was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was probably the best wrestled match of the night, I'd say. It was well. It was very well done for sure. Um, as far as the decision to end the streak, a little puzzling. Yeah. Uh, I understand. I, I think I understand where they're coming from. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I think I know, but uh, but 
it 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 kind of I don't know. It's like and especially how they they booked it through what just happened too. Like with I, Charlotte on SmackDown. I mean, I know they're they're probably getting her. I don't think she's holding up. it very long. Yeah. No, no, no. For uh, sure. But like, I assume that the match. I feel like Charlotte's probably going back to Raw. She eh, possibly. I don't know, but. Uh, I feel like the match that they that they want to build to is Ronda and Charlotte as opposed to Ronda and Asuka, and I don't blame yep. them for that. I think that the that match would be, uh, you know, it, it it would draw more money than I. Mm-hmm. And, and don't get me wrong, like Asuka is she's money, but uh, you put the flair name in there, and it 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 kind of raises it a level. And um, yeah. and I'm not opposed to that idea. It's just it's 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 it, I'm not as angry about this as opposed to the taker streak ending i still think that was a wrong decision this one yeah. i'm hopefully optimistic that they made the right call we won't yeah know i for mean another year. if it if it leads to oscar's character progressing in some way the only she's p- kind of just been static i mean she just the wins, only other like... thing you can do with her is have her uh, get a title and then have a long reign other than that i don't know what else to do with her character yeah she's not the kind of character that you can convey like intricate storylines with sorry no speak english <laughs> oh we'll get to that <laughs> but um but yeah I, I i don't know we'll see i'm not as down on it but um you know also having it early in the show was an interesting call i thought it was going to be uh, a lot later in the show um I, but now that I was telling sean this the only thing i think negative about it is i feel like she tapped out too quick yeah she didn't really work on the leg very much and I was just saying, like, Alexa Bliss totally fought the figure eight longer before tapping out. And it's oh, yeah, just a weird sure. story to tell. Like, obviously, it's time constraints and everything. But it just seemed like Asuka just gave up really quickly yeah. for the way they booked her. How long did this match go? Oh, 13 minutes. This was yeah, a 13-minute match. So, yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, I agree. I had that, I had that crazy... Spanish fly spot. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh god. Pretty sure that's where Charlotte like cut her arm. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause she was bleeding. That was right. But yeah, puzzling decision. But uh, like I agree with Sean. I have hope. So, moving on, we had Jinder Mahal. Oh well, be- before we go to that, we need to mention about John Cena. Oh my god. Okay, I'm so hold on. Left stove on. <laughs> well, first let's so... let's let's explain because Cena was in the crowd. Yeah, Cena was in the crowd the whole night you know saying i'm gonna be a fan i'm gonna watch the show uh, and apparently gonna... he was legitimately sitting there the whole what it what, what would have been like three hours yeah, yeah. he was drink. he was drinking beer taking pictures with the fans like he was yeah, something out. in common with suzuki then because suzuki was there getting oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i saw that picture too he was up near the top <laughs> but uh so like we said john cena sitting out there all night you know just kind of being a fan kind of resigned to the fact that you know taker's not going to show up so the mad the women's match ends. Charlotte Flair is having her career defining moment. She broke the streak. She retained her title at WrestleMania, walking up the ramp, making the champion's exit. Some ref comes sprinting by her at top speed, hops the rail, and whispers some ind- like indeterminate well, thing to John also, Cena. Also, first when you see a ref come out, you're wondering if it's going to be Carmella cashing in because if, we didn't talk about this, but Carmella was the first person out of the women's rumble. Oh yes, uh, like oh, yes. Uh, Battle Royal earlier, so we're like, oh, okay. Well, it's either she was going to cash in or shave her head. We weren't sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting to that, but uh, 
<laughs> but it, yeah. it looks so. Yeah, I agree. It almost looked like Carmelo was going to be uh, hot on uh, Charlotte's tail, going to hit her with the briefcase and then cash in. But the ref passes Charlotte, hops the the ring wall, and goes to talk to John Cena. Whispers some indeterminate thing to him, and John Cena kind of laughs. And the ref keeps insisting something. So John Cena hops out of his chair, hops the wall, and the camera just follows John Cena sprinting full speed up the ramp. And it's like Charlotte's an afterthought. He kind of just runs by, he kind of runs yes. by Charlotte, and then it's over. <laughs> and, and this was our first meme for WrestleMania because now we have all the ones of of Cena running. Uh, <laughs> when someone tells Cena that Nikki's parents aren't home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was very it was a very funny sight to be sure watching John Cena sprint full speed past Charlotte Flair, and definitely ruining her moment. <laughs> But so uh, after that, another funny sight, we see that Aiden English got thrown out of the ring so hard he lost all his hair. Oh, yeah. He just shaved his head (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) He comes out. So, yeah, the next match, ladies and gentlemen, was uh, Jinder Mahal defeating Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and the last minute edition Rusev with Aiden English for the United States title. Uh, Aiden English comes out to do Rusev's entrance and his head is shaved (laughs) for some reason. Just no hair. (laughs) And... uh, but yeah, this, I mean, g- gender one, so we, I guess. Poor uh, Rusev. And, and Rusev caught the pin. Ru- they added Rusev into this match to catch the pin. And one of the loudest pops of the whole night was Rusev. <laughs> one of the loudest ones all night was the Rusev Day chant. And they just, they're so mad at him for getting over on his own. They're furious at him. So he ate the pin. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, it, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. It's just, It's puzzling. It's puzzling and it's sad because this this guy's a legitimate like I know his whole gimmick was like he's the super athlete, but he literally is. He's a giant guy that can move really well for a guy his size who's come pretty far from when he debuted as just the stereotypical anti-American foreign heel. Yeah, uh, and he's just naturally a really funny guy. Oh, like... he's hysterical. He's hysterical. <laughs> and then like he's he's got the personality. Uh, his ring skills have come really far. Uh, he could be a believable, badass, funny baby face, almost like not to the level of Braun, obviously, because Braun is just larger than life. But I feel like on a lighter level, he could be like that. But they just, for whatever reason, they're just burying the absolute hell out of him. We'll see. What was interesting is that Aiden English didn't heal out in his song. No, he didn't at all. So I don't I don't know if that means anything, because every other time he's done it, he's pulled like a. He's heel jab, like saying something about the city they're in or whatever to get cheap heat. So, yeah, and he just he introduced but, a, he, but he then introduced Rusev. What, totally. what happens with Rusev after this? Makes oh yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it as the uh, as we progress with this. It's definitely worth a mention because it's just a crime. But uh, as far as this match, I mean, it was I it held my attention. I don't it really was have a match. Many, yeah, yeah, it was a. I don't have many notes on this one. It happened. It, it happened. <laughs> yeah, it ha- I just I do not have many notes on this. I cannot the, tell the you. The Colossus is still protected. The Colossus is still massively protected. I I think uh, I think Jinder's going to Raw with that title. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You think they're going to do the old switcheroo and yeah. switch switch Jinder and Seth? Mm-hmm. Well, at least Seth's blue Seth's blue contacts will make more sense now. But uh, I mean. Rusev went to hit the Machka kick and he hit Sunil Singh and then just ate a Coloss and got pinned. That was what I remembered because it made me furious. <laughs> uh, I just don't... Uh, I'd, I'd have nothing else to say. I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll move on next to the surprise of the card. 
not not the result, but as the the match overall, we had Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, Rousey defeating Triple H and Stephanie. Uh, we'll get the entrance out of the way first. Triple H and Steph are driving those. Tri- they're driving the trikes again. Hey, remember how ridiculously uh, weird last year's entrance was for Triple oh, H it, with, it was, the, with the tricycle? Double it. Let's it double, double it and let's yeah. add some chicks on some bikes. Let's 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 have the metal maidens lead them to the ring. It was just, it was so. It's so strange. It's so strange. Like if Triple H drove a motorcycle, I would be fine. But the fact that they're trikes with those goofy Triple H Authority logos on them, it's just. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And then like everyone it. was like, "Oh, well, that I guess that means that Taker's not coming out as American Badass." I'm like, "You idiots! He wasn't coming out like that <laughs> anyway." <laughs> Every, yeah. Once you realize that Kid, Kid Rock evaporated from the face of the earth, <laughs> I said but, uh, a month ago he wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I I was curious, but obviously that's not how that turned out. We'll talk about that too. Uh, but yeah, Ronda for her in ring debut was better than some of the talent I've seen that have worked at this for a long time. Uh, not bad. I would say compared yeah. to, uh, I mean, granted, two very different matches, two different styles. She might be a little further along than Shayna is. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't want to. No I, no, I agree with you. I'm not going to fight you on that one. I mean, Ronda, Ronda is an Olympic-level athlete like Kurt. I mean, for, some, for her to learn something like this, I really don't see it being a difficult transa- uh, transaction, transition for her. Uh, the only thing I would say is, Rhonda, next time put on the waterproof makeup stuff because you look. Like, <laughs> oh well, you that's, look like that's an raccoon. easy fix. <laughs> yeah, you look like a raccoon by the middle of the match. But but uh, the, it was, yeah. I, was I, I will say I'm I'm glad that uh, Kurt came out in his uh, his normal wrestling attire and not that weird spandex shirt that he's been wearing. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> uh, Rhonda, her attire. Uh, they previewed on the network commercial that they showed during the Hall of Fame, so it wasn't a huge surprise what she'd be wearing. What was the surprise is how much she was, be- what what it would happen to her while she was wearing it. Uh, yeah, she was uh she was fighting those spandex shorts pretty bad. They were riding up, yeah, the, enti- the entire match terribly, and I felt so bad for her because I can only imagine how uncomfortable slash embarrassing that is to be constantly picking at your, which, your yeah. groin, groin in your butt the whole match. Which begs the question, like, when she was fighting in UFC, what was she wearing? Because those are kind she, of what they would wear, right? Yeah, but her the, the ones from UFC were a lot tighter, and they were higher up, too. So the fact that they were higher and higher up, higher up they just didn't ride up like that. Mm. Th- those were kind of low, and it looked like the seams weren't super tight. Because normally on those kind of shorts, the the seams like on the on the legs are way tight, so they don't do that, but... Those almost look like someone took yoga pants and kind of just snipped them off. <laughs> they were just rolling up. But yeah. um, also, can we talk about Stephanie McMahon's ridiculous upper body strength throughout this whole match? <laughs> oh, my she, God. She didn't bother with leg day. No, Clearly. no, she didn't. No, you're trying to tell me that Ronda Rousey and Olympic-level judoka cannot get an armbar on Stephanie that, that was That was my one criticism of the match. I thought, overall, it was booked almost perfectly and yeah. uh you know the only unbelievable part of the match was the <laughs> stephanie being <laughs> able to guard against the arm bar yo stephanie's got sick jits bro like <laughs> to the point where there was that one part in the match where ronda is i guess she was waiting for something uh when the, the, she, she had her in the arm bar and kurt was uh, had the ankle lock on triple h and she just kind of just like sat up with her arm like she clearly yeah. had arm control and didn't pull, didn't go back with it yeah, it was yeah. weird it was really weird also another thing to mention in this match we actually saw some uh 
well, at least pretty pronounced on a on a grand stage. There was some pronounced intergender fighting here. You had yeah. you had you had Kurt. I mean Kurt Angle. You had Triple H ripping Ronda Rousey out of the ring by her leg and having her slam on that the ground. That was violent. <laughs> that was very uh, she, violent. She got she ate the the apron twice in this match. Ooh, basically bad, <laughs> bad. And then on the other side, you had Kurt Angle putting Stephanie McMahon in the ankle lock, which it was uh, look. I was pretty safe. But... It did. It looked yeah. safe, but just. To see that now is and, I was and you very got to, And you got to have Ronda teeing off on Triple H, and it was one of the funniest cells oh, yeah. of that. Triple H, Triple H had a seizure. Oh. <laughs> he was in the corner shaking. But, I mean, uh, Ronda Rousey striking yeah. looks more believable than Shane's. <laughs> well, that's because she's a trained puncher. Like She might not be uh, like a very great striker but because she's got that training like well she was laying that you could tell she was laying them in just enough to get noise but not hurt anything yeah they were she was laying them into triple h's abdomen just to get that 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 yeah she wasn't yeah she wasn't aiming for the for the face she'd hit like the arms or the the sides you know it it was getting that leather on flesh like uh pop when she hit but uh I I was I have to say I was very surprised by this match. I was happy. yeah. I mean I think everyone went in with some pretty bad expectations. Oh I know it's I did. First, I know I did. Thing ever, and the the storytelling hasn't helped this match get over like mm-hmm. to to us. At least I mean there's plenty of people that are into it, but for a first time out there on such a, a, a huge stage and then like when they were not tagging at first, I don't know if I was the only one that's like okay they're hiding her. But then she tagged in, and it was like, no, they are not. <laughs> I well, I didn't think it would be such a long match. They went almost twenty-one minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty minutes and forty seconds. Yeah. Longest match on the longest match on the card. Yeah, so they, you know, let the storytelling this match actually go. Uh, the only other thing that uh, I took of note from the match is, I love Kurt, but he is um, he's working in slow motion out there. Yeah, he is. He's he's his age is catching up with him. Between his between him speaking and his in ring ability, I mean, not knocking the guy, but he's he's getting slow. Like I remember, we were ways. talking about having Kurt uh, work with like Seth for Mania as a Ooh. as a backup because of uh, Jason Jordan being out. Now Ooh. looking back at it, I'm thinking like I don't know if no. Kurt could hang with with him. No way. Like, I think Kurt's be... in that role now of just doing those special attractions. For sure. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like if uh, he didn't have to fill in. Because of the communicable viruses that oh, the, broke out, I'm pretty the sure they probably would have saved him for big events. I don't even know if he would have wrestled Survivor Series originally. Like, yeah. And also another thing to mention too: Stephanie does not how to know how to do the water spit. Triple H just got a teacher. <laughs> she kind of just went like, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like Triple H. Triple H got three good spits out of one mouthful of water. Stephanie just kind of went, it was done. <laughs> But I, I mean, it's not a it's not a massive thing of note, but it made me laugh because <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, that was the biggest surprise on the the card for me. I was very happy. But after that, we had the Bludgeon Brothers defeating the Usos and the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This match barely under six minutes, and I guess Harper got a mask now. He's a goat, whatever that thing is that he wears on his face. Uh, but. I mean, they're obviously they're high on the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't blame them. They have a good dynamic going, and even though the name still think is goofy, they you can't deny when you put those guys together that they just they mesh well. Yeah, it's actually funny. This is the first time those guys have gotten tag titles because uh, Luke Harper technically got Freebird. Do do not count NXT. 
I, I guess I'm, I'm talking about main roster, but yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about the like, challenge for those belts. Like Harper, Harper, Harper technically had a SmackDown belt with uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, but never with Eric Rowan. So I know. Do you not count NXT? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. I I, I didn't think it was going to be this short, but I had a feeling that the Bludger Brothers were going to win. Pretty forgettable. Uh, uh, yeah, and, it was pretty forgettable. And uh, the Usos' first Mania appearance on the main card. And I'm, I'm not surprised that this is what happened, but it's just, yeah, it's like, damn, like they had such a good year and they get five minutes on Mania. Unbelievable. And lose. <laughs> it's the land of the big men still. They try to say it's not, but it's very much the land of the big men still. I can't I wait mean, till Survivor Series when we get Authors of Pain versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they better reinforce that ring, Michael Cole. Oh God! But uh, the New Day got one of those 3D entrances. Oh yeah, that's right. Like I said before, they had to look at the screen to see where the pancakes were, so that they could point at them. Well, the they right had more spot. than just those they, pancakes. Yeah, they they had they had special short stacks for us. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I almost forgot. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we had. You mean you blocked five... it out of your memory, probably. <laughs> We had five, we had five midgets dressed in pancake outfits that came down and ran around the ring. I was more and than five. Of, yeah. oh, it was probably, how many? What do you think? Like no, it was probably or, like eight. Yeah, but we, and then two of them were doing the worm at one ringside, of them, and, and one, one of them of, clearly hurt their leg and was hobbling <laughs> off after. And we're like, oh no! I probably just tore his ACL or something. <laughs> I just remember it was like it was already laughable to begin with, but then when that one poor guy got up and he couldn't walk, (laughs) all for a worm. I know (laughs) he was doing Scotty Two Hotties finish and he hurt himself terribly. (sighs) But it was it was just so it was so funny and just it was like it felt very Attitude Era ish. I was like, what are we doing? Uh, This is why we call it WrestleMania. Exactly. You had midgets tearing their ACLs. God. But uh, yeah, like we said before, this match was pretty, uh, just pretty forgettable. It was really meh. It was very. Yeah, meh. it's weird to have a match with the Usos in the New Day in it, and there not be something of substance in the match. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Even their SmackDown match was uh, better than this. But then again, I digress. So after this, we had John Cena come out to the ring and doing his whole like, "Come on, bring him out." And he starts to get the disappointed face. The lights go out. Well, the, well, you you forgot to mention the ref comes back out again, and he oh, just, yeah, the, he says something to him, go. and he's just like, "Oh man, like what the hell did he tell him in the first place?" Oh, to then the, be the like, ref, "Oh no, I messed up." The ref said, "The ref said he's gone. We can't find him." I remember <laughs> I watched someone someone like examined it, and they and they and they they, they like extracted Wait, the. So you're though. telling me that when he came out, he was like, "Oh, John Cena, the un- I saw the Undertaker, he's here," and then yeah. he ran back. I why got he didn't jort, got his jorts on. Well, why <laughs> I was waiting for like a backstage segment of like Cena confronting Taker, and it, nothing ever happened. Like, don't <laughs> you think the first thing he would do if he ran back there, he would challenge him to his face? Instead, yeah, he, he just he just gets his gear on, goes back out after like an an hour and a half, maybe even this, two. This taker this taker angle as a whole was very weirdly done, and this kind of put the the weird icing on the cake. Like this, just the whole build to this part was very. It almost felt rushed, but and like they didn't know what if they, were they doing. actually advertised this match the way that they booked it. Like I think people would have been mad. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I'm fine Not with them me. waiting till. <laughs> 
I'm fine with the I'm kind of fine with the last minute stuff, but just the way it went at Mania and they kind of it just kind of flew not flew under the radar, but it just kind of it felt strange. But yeah, yeah. so the the rest does something to Cena and he's out there, the lights go out and out comes Elias. Which they they blew because Elias actually strummed his guitar too early and you're like, What was that? <laughs> they still yeah, got like, the got the pop though. Yeah, he did. But uh so, like, yeah. uh oh, is that an electric guitar? <laughs> so Elias comes still out Still we're waiting for Kid Rock to come out. Oh god, yeah. I remember that was what everybody thought at first. It was like, uh oh, <laughs> they're they're doing it. <laughs> but Elias comes out and gets beat up by Jay. He was like, C. Were you expecting someone else? Yeah. Yeah, he totally he took all the heat for that. John Cena smashes him and is walking up the ramp all disappointed. And then you hear it's... somebody was <laughs> <laughs> John Cena's music hits and he's at the top of the ramp, kind of looking all disappointed. And then the gong and the lights go out. And then the lights come back on and Taker's ring gear is in the middle of the in the middle of the ring. And we get that sweet nineties lightning explosion to the to the ring gear. And then the lights come back on, the ring gear is gone. And then the ring and then the lights go out again and then the gong and then of course Taker comes down and we had a John Cena squash match. Taker squashed John Cena. The ma- the match was two I also feel like we should we mention that the, the the set was so horribly lit that oh. Undertaker's entrance was just purple the entire time which you, I mean you could not too see purple it. like it, it was like Taker. dark purple it was like violently purple like <laughs> I guess this is as good a time as any to mention it cuz this match was really short and there's not a ton to talk about but uh the WrestleMania set this year was absolutely hideous absolutely ugly the ugly one of the ugliest things I've ever seen so, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see, there was a giant wall of lights with a giant Mardi Gras mask, which the top looked like a pineapple. And then to top it all off, we had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory font saying WrestleMania across the, the middle of the, the mask. And everybody came out through the nose of the mask. And it was just one of the ugliest WrestleMania sets that I've ever seen. It was so dumb. <laughs> and, the, and like I mentioned, there were so many lights as Taker was coming down. You couldn't see him. You couldn't see anything. It wasn't just him either. There was other people, oh. too, where that was happening, too. Tons of people got washed out by just the sheer amount of lights on on the stage. And uh, so I'm actually really curious to see if they're going to do anything for the Blu-ray or it's going to look exactly like that. I don't like, know what, what you could do. Because, I mean, even when Taker did his spot where he raises his hands and the lights turn on, it made little to no difference it was like did the lights even turn on yeah. can't see i can't see anything still because still purple so, yeah stage is so bright i can't see anything well no that's because they wanted to do that stupid laser light oh that's thing right where he did the pose and oh that's right the lights yeah. came on after that so yeah ladies and gentlemen we also had uh very hardcore laser lights this entire night a very 80s concert like uh the, the one of the more prominent ones besides taker was uh, triple h and stephanie stood in the middle of the ring and they were just surrounded by green spinning lasers, and it was very, like I said, it was very, very 80s. Not the first time they've done that. I remember, I think it was no, no. the one in uh, the one in Phoenix, they were using lasers, too. Um, they, I don't know, they go in and out with their love of lasers, whatever. They get they get mad at the people for bringing them to the events and pointing them on people. Like, oh, in the, I like understand a, that. Like, like in the Attitude Era. But, uh, but yeah, yeah this, so Taker this, finally hits the ring, the bell goes, and they're like going full speed through Taker's uh, arsenal. <laughs> Taker hit every one of his signature moves. He hit a... He hit a uh, why can't I think of it? He hit an old school. school. Yeah, he yeah. hit an old school. He hit... Uh, guys. Oh, God. What Did he Did he hit a last ride? I don't no, remember. He no, he didn't. That was, okay. 
That was like the one thing he didn't hit. Uh, he, uh, but he went through everything else. The only, actually, no, the only other thing he didn't hit was uh, he didn't do a, a leg drop. Um, oh yeah. But other than that, he pretty much did all of his arsenal. Um, and uh, you know, it was short. Cena got one move in. It was that one backdrop to get him into the uh, five knuckle shuffle. Oh, that was another meme when John Cena fell like a scared little child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. C- Cena went, goes for the five-knuckle shuffle, and as he's coming back to land it, Taker does the sit-up, and John Cena just falls flat on his back because he's yeah. so scared. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and, and then he, John Cena jumped super high for that He always slam. did. He always used to do that. <laughs> he, gets, he gets ups on that. And uh, t- t- Taker hits a tombstone and pins him. See that? Yeah. One finish. And, and, you could, and you could hear the crowd audibly surprised that Cena got pinned in one finish. Everyone's expecting, because usually it's like now everyone kicks out of the tombstone. Everyone's expecting him to kick out, and he doesn't. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was I was totally fine with it. We, we talked about it, but Cena's not going to have, I mean Cena, Taker's not going to have 40-minute classics anymore. He's just not going to. He's he's done enough. He's old enough. Like He's not going to be doing that anymore. Um, and uh, I was totally I was totally fine with that. I have no problem with the way this match was booked. John Cena went out and spewed lies on Raw every week. <laughs> he was talking so much shit. Undertaker comes in, he beats the fuck out of him, and leaves. And that's all you need to do. That's just the perfect way to book Taker now. Like that's the only way. Yeah, but now with the news that Taker is having a match at uh Oh, I'm gonna throw up Greatest Royal Rumble. I think that might still be short. And it's against, now it's against Jericho, so oh, like Jericho is getting buried too. <laughs> like I said, we'll get into that. You, later. you wanted to wrestle in New Japan? Well, here you go. <laughs> but uh, so that was a short match. It was well done. It was just it was it was cool to see Taker again because it's always cool to see Taker at Mania. Of course, one of the mainstays. Match after that, we had the return of Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon because he was out there too. <laughs> defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Hey, if let's let's Owens, not gloss over the fact the man has diverticulitis. The man does have <laughs> and a hernia. Yeah, and he's still and he's still somehow allowed to wrestle. I mean, I know that they closed the hernia up, but that's still a pretty long for co- recovery. And I don't know how you just like fix diverticulitis without surgery, unless I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that stuff. I heard works. that there's I'm, different I'm, stages of diverticulitis, but still. Well, Brock had it so bad to the point where his whole intestines were swollen and infected, and you had to cut them out. Yeah, maybe maybe Shane wasn't that far along, but, but still, you can't tell me someone who even had any sort of hernia injury is good within two weeks. I don't believe one, that. No, my yeah. one of my one of my best friends, he's a powerlifter, and he had to get the same surgery. He had a he had a uh, umbilical hernia, and he got it taken out, and he couldn't lift for like four weeks. Mm-hmm. So Shane, so Shane just Shane, Shane hit a coast to coast without yeah. anything. Oh my God. <laughs> My God, but yeah. So they defeated Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. If Owens and Zayn had won, they would have uh, been. I feel like the the beginning of this match is where the crowd started to die a bit. Yeah, for sure. I agree when when they took out Brian and it made us wait even longer to get Brian, and they had already been there for what like five hours at that point. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 got him back a bit. Brian got him back towards the end when he finally made his because he you but, know he came in with a hot tag, but. But don't you think part of that is just the fact that it's Shane selling for so long? Yeah. Because they went, like, uh, probably, like, what, 15 minutes? And Shane is just well, selling. He's, he's the best wrestler in the world. Come on. That's the problem, is that you don't... Uh, that's If it was a different guy in there, 
like an actual you know wrestler in there and and you you could tell the same story that i think it would have worked i think i don't think the crowd would have gotten so out of it to the point where brian had to do everything to bring them back and then uh even when they did come back they didn't buy into the false finishes uh he they got a hula kick and a, a pop up power bomb and kicked out of both yeah. and not really much of a reaction. The only reaction he got was when they finally got the pinfall at the end. Uh, that and when he uh, landed funny on his head and mm. sold it for like a second and oh, then yeah. did a kip up because everyone was like, "Oh no, uh, it's it's done already." <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall, kind of forgettable. Uh, yeah. I'll, other than the last, you know, couple minutes. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great to see Daniel Bryan back. Yeah. But this, this I think my like eyeballs part. aren't aren't used to seeing him wrestle. It's still like this disconnect, even on SmackDown. I was like, I have to get used to seeing him wrestling again. Like, He's great at it. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's so good. Like, it's like, why aren't you wear? Why aren't you wearing a suit? Why are you fighting people now? But. Yeah, it was so. It was cool to see Daniel Bryan come back, but I agree with Sean. This was very like it wasn't, the, it wasn't like a terrible match by any means, but it was just kind. Of, it was eh, it was forgettable. I still can't believe that they and having it where he won Mania too. Like yeah. they could have capitalized on that way more if, if they had an inkling that this was happening. Like because we were wondering, was this always their plan? Like I don't to know. Try seeing if he would get cleared in time. I will say I'm still very perplexed as to why they did his first singles match on SmackDown. To me, that's a pay-per-view. That's another pay-per-view match you can build up to. Yeah, yeah for sure. And they just did it on SmackDown. With AJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, granted, they didn't do anything crazy, but, like, still, that's that's a yeah. big... And, and they didn't even promote it the night before. It was literally within two hours' notice. Uh, I... I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I think we kind of booking is 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 a thing now. I don't know. It's road dog booking. God damn it, road dog. We we talked we talked about this uh, that um, the night of WrestleMania too because I watched WrestleMania with with Dan and and Sean. Uh, the rest of the the SmackDown matches, some of them just had a really weird feeling to them. They had that road dog gook on them. <laughs> they had that road dog stink on them. It was just like, ugh. Mm. Like this, this one especially. Just like you could just like, they weren't bad, but they just had that SmackDown feel. It's just like, what are you guys doing? But yeah, uh, but yeah. Well, don't worry. Raw uh, outdid them in the main event, but we'll get to that. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> but uh, so yes, after this, after that match, we had Nia Jax defeating Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Totally fine with this match. Alexa got the Bobby Roode entrance where she had to. Be lowered down very, very slowly. <laughs> but she looked cool. She had a cool outfit. I like the whole goddess thing. I'm already seeing memes of it. Oh, <laughs> yes. And uh, Nia Jax had a golden diaper. <laughs> Haven't seen those memes yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love Nia, but like the top of the outfit was cool, but I don't know what they were trying to go for on the bottom. It was just the way it was laid out was very like, look at my golden vagina. It was very, yeah. it was very weirdly laid out. But I, I mean, feel like they're still never gonna do her any favors in the attire they have her wear. Oh no, they're, they're like, they they say they talk about the whole like you know size doesn't matter and like body positivity thing, but they always just make Nia like such unflattering outfits. Guys, it's, she it's, was it's a, she was just honoring the women's WrestleMania Battle Royal trophy. Oh, that's right, <laughs> the, the uterus. It was on there. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so the the match starts and you, we just have 
an old school Nia spot where she just ragdolls Mickey James and absolutely kills her and takes her out of the match. And I mean, it made total it made total sense to me. I would have done that, especially with given her track record. I'm not gonna let her get involved. So Nia just kills Mickey, and the match pretty much went the way I thought it would. You had Nia uh, just chasing Alexa most of the match. Alexa landing heelish uh, stuff to try and slow her down and just kind of running away. Uh, but uh, I. We were saying it would have been funny if Alexa Bliss, if Alexa Bliss won, just to say like, "Hey, bullies win sometimes." <laughs> but, yeah, like, but, but, uh, yeah, I, not- I, I could see a world where that would happen, but I feel like that they 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 couldn't book themselves that way with this. No. Maybe the act- I mean, they've done lots of things that aren't good for them, but uh, maybe, I don't think that's maybe- one that they would have done. Maybe the attitude era, the bully would have won, but not 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 in today's. I mean, uh, not, the bully maybe. beat Bailey. Yeah. Ah, that's true. Because because Bailey. But, I mean, Bailey's not fat, but that's you know that's the only difference. <laughs> she made fun of Bailey for being a sissy, and she beat Bailey. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was cool to see Nia when she very much had the crowd behind her, which was cool. Uh, she really did on Raw. After, she really did on the and Raw. She tried to murder poor Alexa. Oh my God. It was just a few of those spots was just like, oh, that's a lot of women. <laughs> but uh, goddamn. But yeah, she got it. She got a nice pop when she won, and it was it was cool to see. I like I like I like the way it was done. It was done. It was done the way I thought it was, and it was done the way it should have been. There's no world where Alexa Bliss stands toe to toe with Nia Jax. It just yeah, they sense. still had her get get her finisher in too because she yeah. had the twisted bliss to the outside, and yeah. it looked really good. And then the short DDT where Nia had to be on her knees because <laughs> she's so much bigger. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I thought this went as good as it could have gone. I was told I I didn't really have any complaints about this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I should say about it. I, I don't yeah, know. it was yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm not it, like it was just it happened like we said before. Um, but yeah, after so after this, this was. For me, this is where things kind of started to falter a little. We had AJ defeating Shinsuke, uh, and the big takeaway from this was... Oh, well, before we get to the end of the match, because I know that's okay. where you're going. Yeah, uh, yeah. The entrance of yeah. Nakamura. Oh. I think uh, this, is, this is a good one. It was this the entrance of Nakamura is fantastic. We had the guitars from Alice Cooper and Nita Strauss playing the violin part on an electric guitar, uh, and then Shinsuke coming out in a very Michael Jackson uh, inspired outfit with an army of it was what, what was it? it was drummers, violinists, and then Nita Strauss, and mm-hmm. it was just a very big, very big, cool production to see. Uh, yeah, very, and that's very, when I knew he was losing. Yeah, of, of course, yeah, because he got the cool entrance. Did AJ get any weird graphics or anything? No, he just remember. had pyro. He just got his pyro yeah. back. Oh, yeah, that which was nice to see. Also, gotta say. We're moving back a little bit here, but seeing Kurt Angle do the full Kurt Angle entrance with the pyro was very nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the, it, had been, it had been a while, but yeah. So that was another thing too. There was a lot of pyro tonight. They actually brought back a lot of pyro, but uh, but yeah. So the the match for me, I know we talked about it then. Very underwhelming. Almost like they weren't allowed to do a lot of the stuff that they could have done. And in retrospect, at the end of the match, I think I understand why they did that, but I don't think it was a good idea. I don't like. I, it hurt the match a lot. This was the second longest match on the show, too. 20 minutes and 20 seconds. And even that, it felt like it never got out of second gear. Like It, it felt did, like it, it was didn't about even to, feel like it got out of first gear. It felt like it was finally going to ramp up, like they were doing a slow-building a slow match. And then it kind of just ended. It was like, oh? 
Yeah. Like yeah. just contrast it to say like the main event of Takeover where they went into like seven gears and this oh, one it's God, it's yeah. you know they Styles Clash and you're done. What? <laughs> and, and yeah, and like we know both these guys can go like even oh, for sure. not talking about their match to compare it to, but just the matches either of these guys are capable of having. We've seen like, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. But yeah, it was it was like we said, it was very underwhelming. They just kind and of didn't they play it almost didn't felt like they played it safe. Come back from because I guess in WWE they don't count it as a, a Kinshasa, but he totally took one in the back of the head and it didn't mean anything. <laughs> You'd think that'd be more devastating too, but I guess uh, with WWE logic, if you don't land it to the face, it's kind of not fully landing it. They don't know. need a face. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like that we got to see the landslide because I was asking Sean if they think they're going to use it, and he's like, nah. And then like ten seconds later, he fucking hits the landslide. But uh, I think the most important part of this match is what they did after yeah. it ended. Yeah, so um, the match the match ends, and uh, Shinsuke and AJ are... Um, they, they, they did a very similar thing with Asuka and Charlotte, actually, too, where uh, I don't think we talked about... Uh, Asuka got on the mic and said that Charlotte was ready for Asuka, and congratulations, and... Yeah. So like, Shin- honorable, and Shinsuke's down on his knees... Yeah. And handing the belt up to AJ, and then out of nowhere, he just, just nails a full on uh, chaos and lifts him off the ground by his nuts, basically. Yeah, and then, uh, then afterwards, just delivered some of the stiffest stomps, some really stiff stomps to AJ's head and his stomach and his arm. And as the refs were pushing, He's pulling, kicking Shinsuke him out away, of the ring. Yeah, and as the as the refs are pulling him away, Shinsuke is just stomping on AJ's head, like, oh my god. But uh, so now we have heel Shinsuke Nakamura, which I'm excited to see where that goes, which I was apprehensive about because it's like, well, what do you do with the entrance? I, I don't know if people are going to take to him in this you know, new role. Smackdown made me a little more confident. Um, Sorry, no speak English, <laughs> but I'm still I still don't think they can use his theme song. No, it's that theme. The theme song is too over. It's too. It's too much. As, it's too much established as a babyface right. theme. I feel like uh, it's not going to be like it, the heel where we all want to boom. It's more going to be like he. He's so cocky that he doesn't give a shit about anyone else. That's the character that he's really good at, at playing. So I mean, the stuff that he's doing. I mean, they got some booze, but that's also the mania crowd. But I feel like it's just it's going to be able to maybe unlock a little bit of what he wasn't able to do because since he's been there, he's just been like completely clean baby face other than the, the first match he had where they kind of let him do a little bit of his more like dismissive, like not caring about his opponent at all shtick, which he was great at doing in new Japan. So I'm hoping that we're going to get the build that we didn't get for the match. Cause that was the other thing about the match. It was horrible build. Oh my god, terrible! Like it's a dream match. You guys want this, okay? Okay. The more you say it, like you can't just say it a lot of times. It's not how it works. But uh, yeah, I I definitely I do agree that um, I don't know a heel theme for Shinsuke would be interesting. It would have to be some kind of like symphonic. Like I don't know. I thought I mean obviously they won't take it, but the 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 when he was the king of chaos or whatever in um, in New Japan. And he had that he had that cool theme song. I mean, obviously there'll be no strippers this time, <laughs> but but still, I liked how that theme sounded. If they could make something sounding like that, I would buy it. 
Yeah, um, I was very underwhelmed by the match. Consider, I think the one of the biggest issues is that the fact that they hyped it up so much that it's like yeah. they were, if they didn't deliver on like a five star match, then it it would have inevitably been disappointing. But it was even less than that. Like it felt like a SmackDown main event. Big time. I can agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The SmackDown SmackDown matches had a weird. It wasn't feeling. even the best match on on the show. No, not even close. Yeah, it was, and it was just like. If the story they're telling is this wasn't the match, then why they tell us it was the match? <laughs> <laughs> My God. But yeah, that was AJ and Shinsuke. Sadly disappointing. Very sadly disappointing. The next match. Oh goodness. <laughs> we had we had Braun Strowman come out. Well, we had the bar come out uh, in a we the bar came out and they did like a Mardi Gras entrance, which felt very out of to me personally. It felt very out of place because it almost felt like an entrance that baby faces should do. And they're trying I don't to get know. A- it was all up in your face and annoying. I kind of could see a heel yeah, coming out to that. I, 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 I do agree with that, but I just felt, I kind of felt like personally they were trying to get the bar over as more of like a badass tag team, not like the sassy in your face, annoying uh, heel tag. But yeah. well, if that's the point, then this match certainly wasn't going to do many favors. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, so the bar comes out with their crazy Mardi Gras entrance, and uh, they they come down, and Braun Strowman comes out, and then he starts talking about his partner, and everybody's well, waiting. No, 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 before 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 that, he uh, <laughs> he scares off all the the paraders and oh, yeah, destroys and he, the float. <laughs> goes full Braun, scares everybody, destroys the boat, shoves it off the stage, which was you know of course great. Uh, Braun comes down and he's talking about his partner. And, you know, everybody's thinking, like, is it going to be Samoa Joe? Is it going to be Rey Mysterio? Like, who could it be? And uh, R- Braun Strowman essentially starts asking that who in the crowd wants to be his partner. He makes it almost a full lap around the lower and, level. And then he, he passes by Noe Jose and Trent Seven. <laughs> and he picks and, out. And uh, very close to Tanahashi. Could have gone in the upper section and gotten Suzuki. And it would have been one of the scariest things. Okada ever. was there, too. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> it's like, Braun, you weren't looking hard enough. <laughs> But uh, so Braun Strowman misses all of them and picks a 10-year-old child named Nicholas, who turned out to be uh, a referee's son. Was his name John Cohn? Yeah. Yeah, John, he picked out John Cohn's 10-year-old son from, <laughs> from, from the crowd, brings him back in, and they essentially talk. They talk some smack to Cesaro and Sheamus, and then they get in the – and uh, Braun starts the match, and then they, the bell rings. And uh, essentially, it's Braun Strowman destroying Cesaro and Sheamus for most of the match. But we uh, did Nick, get a hot tag. Yeah. We did get we got a hot tag, which the crowd erupted for. <laughs> Nicholas is the most over superstar in WWE history. One to know at WrestleMania, retired as champion, undefeated. I mean, this he kid made is, his debut and won the championship. This kid uh, is going. <laughs> this kid is going places. He really is. <laughs> I just can't wait but, till he's done school. I know yeah. he's gonna come it's, back and kill everyone. Yeah, someone's so gonna get those hands. <laughs> but yeah, so um, the only thing that was really uh, made me nervous, and we talked about it, was Nicholas is a ten-year-old kid, so he's short. His face was right at the top rope, like the rope was in between his nose and his like forehead. Oh, I don't even and know was, if he got that far. It seemed like yeah. he was like barely towards the middle rope. But I was, I was just scared that if someone takes, you know, if someone starts running the ropes, especially Braun. That kid is going to eat it. Well, you realize <laughs> no one they, really they ran were, over there. Yeah. 
And when yeah. they did, they did it all the way towards that other corner. Yeah. It was it was kind of scary, but uh, so Braun gets a hot tag onto Nicholas, and Nicholas steps in, and Cesaro's looking at him like he's gonna kill him. And a European uppercut his head off. <laughs> but then, of course, uh, Nicholas tagged Braun back in, and Braun Braun hit the running yeah, yeah, power slams yeah. and wins. And we have we have Braun Strowman and the ten year old title win the Raw Tag Team Championships, and it was, and the crowd erupted, and it was great, and it was hysterical, and uh, it was just. <laughs> I remember during it, I was kind of like, I was almost like just flabbergasted. I was like, what are we watching? Is this really <laughs> happening? And it did. And it was just, I mean, once I got past the hilarity of it, I just thought it was great. Because, I mean, it was just such like a, it was just such an in your face kind of swerve because, you know, all the dirt sheets were like, oh man, it could be someone, it could be Bobby Lashley or Samoa Joe. Oh my gosh, who could it be? And it's a 10 year old kid. <laughs> and it was just, and I mean, for a match having a ten-year-old, the match went four minutes. It was the second shortest on the show. Uh, for for a, uh, a match with a ten-year-old kid, I mean, I I didn't have any problems with it really. Yeah, they got I think a more more for me. Like uh, we we're just wondering, like, okay, what are they doing with this? And obviously nothing. But because there's like, is he gonna pick a different kid every night, or <laughs> they're gonna drop him immediately to somebody tomorrow night? Yeah. But, they, they they didn't put as much thought into it as we did. Obviously, it was like, yeah, it was a good good pop, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that so what what Dan is referring to is the next night on Raw, Braun Strowman and Nicholas, uh, they, <laughs> they they surrendered and relinquished the Raw Tag Team Championships due to a scheduling conflict because Nicholas is in the fourth grade and he has to go to school. But when, like Sean said, when summer comes, oh oh brother, Nicholas is coming, brother, oh oh he's coming. <laughs> I mean, he's going to uh, be one of the uh, highly sought-after part-timers that are going to be coming in and out. He's the next Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But it it was it was funny, and it was a much-needed laugh, and it got a great pop, and it was it was it was it was very funny. If the show great. ended there, I think everyone would have gone home happy. Oh, I would have, I would have completely. But speaking of the end of the show, oh boy, this I is, don't even know what to feel about. This, this like obviously it was bad but <laughs> so we uh oh gosh so i have to prepare myself so we had brock lesnar defeating roman reigns for the universal title and i don't know what happened i don't know if someone i mean i think it's pretty obvious that vince definitely changed his mind because the crowd was just lambasting this match it was it was getting cm punk chants a boring chant it got this is awful at one point uh, there was beach balls. I don't even know there if was, I've ever heard that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, there was there was beach balls. There was it was just the crowd could not give a shit. Every finish, every time Brock hit an F five, there was no reaction from the crowd. Be yeah, not, be because they, they didn't like, have a match. It was it wasn't really a match. It was just a showcase of finishers. Yeah, like what? That thing is like the, that moment was the moment they were expecting everyone to lose their shit. Like it's like, oh my god, we booked the F5 so strong. Just imagine that pop at Mania, and but but then first they, one, nothing. Like they, none of them got anything. Yeah, it got quieter after the first but one like, every single time. What did they expect? They booked a match no one wanted to see, and then the crowd turned on it. Like I'm, it's not to the level of like Goldberg and Brock from WrestleMania 30. I'm not, I'm sorry, not 30. WrestleMania 20. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pulling a Kurt Angle there. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, and um, you know, it, 
they they turned on the match because they didn't want to see it. What they were given was not good, so they they crapped on it. Yeah, and the thing that I the thing I took severe umbrage with, which still makes me angry, in this match, Roman Reigns took six F fives. One of them threw a table, Kick. and he kicked. Well, he had he, to take he had to take double the amount the taker took. And he kicked out of every single motherfucking one of them. I yep. like it. He put down Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman with one F five. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like I just uh, it became and, and no. The, it became a meme after a while. It did. It did. It was. It was just funny. Yeah, and then that's when he didn't way. kick out of it. We were finally was like, oh wait, that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I guess the other part we should do uh, mention too. Uh, they decided to give color hard way through the match, which there's some debate online whether it was Brock, Paul, Brock and Roman calling the spot. No, but uh, I definitely think Vince had to have something to do with that. There's no way that they, they just, booked they were, it before. How can you say that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like they've done, they did it with Randy, but uh, obviously Roman Reigns' head blood was not as over as Randy Orton's head blood. No, and I hate that that they're still doing that spot. Like if you're gonna uh, look, if you're gonna get blood from someone, I don't care what your sponsors say. If you're gonna do blood, just blade. Why do you have yeah, to? Yeah. You, like, you saw how fucked up he looked at, uh, the yeah. next night. He had to get like twenty <laughs> stitches and staples. And he had that big water. He had that big yeah. grapefruit under his forehead. Like that's how. That's just that's concussion territory. How the fuck is that safer than using a blade? Yeah, please tell me. I'd like someone to explain that to me. And um, the other thing I'd like to mention too is uh, I took umbrage with a lot of uh, wrestlers online. You know, they went into this whole like you paid money, like you should respect the people in the ring. Before we say anything, I respect Brock Lesnar and I respect Roman Reigns. They both go out there and they wrestle. I'm like, I may not like Roman Reigns, but I respect him because he goes out there every week and does his job and he wrestles for yeah. other people and he sacrifices his time. That doesn't mean we have to like the match. And they were and they were put in a in a bad position in the first place. I mean, it didn't help things that they didn't have a good match. I don't know if that's on them, if it's on the company, if it's on their agent. I have no idea. But it that's what happened, so... Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I get the... I can get wrestlers backstage being upset that the crowd was turning so bad and, like, being, quote-unquote, disrespectful. But at the same time, we don't have to sit there and like that. No one wanted to see it. Like, just because two guys are out there, you know, putting their lives on the line and doing this crazy job known as professional wrestling, I respect them both 100%, and I would never take anything away from either of them. But at the same time... I don't have to sit there and like that match when it's something I don't want to see. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, uh, it was, it was a very, they try, and, they, they try that even more baffling is because like they, they've been doing a horrible job at sending you off with like an image to remember because they piss people off with Roman, you know, beating taker to an extent because they had Roman, uh, go out but then taker you know at least went down this year we have brock leave they show a highlight reel and then we just have roman reigns like shuffle up the ramp yeah what the hell was that that was the that was such a weak ending although i the one thing i wanted to mention too roman reigns bled like a stuck pig oh my goodness <laughs> oh no this was horrible blood. yeah like, like, that, it was he was leaking like it was coming out. it wasn't like dripping it was a i sp- think there was more than one cut there had to have been. There had to have been because he was just leaking all over the ring and all over his arm. And there was I remember we pointed out as Roman was leaving and the camera was kind of aiming at Roman. But you could see the middle of the ring. There was just a solid puddle of blood right in the middle of the ring. 
But um, but like it was just a really weak ending. It was terrible. But like back to after the video package, you have Roman just slowly leaving the arena. What what was that? What was the point of that? Was it for us to gain sympathy for him? Because it didn't work. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody like, cared. We, we feel like bad for him. He's gonna get the belt next time. When yeah. when have when has their attempts at feeling sympathy for Roman actually ever worked? Never, because no one. It's hard to feel bad for a giant ex football player who's in shape and is a good looking dude. Has a nice looking <laughs> wife, has a kid, has yeah. you know, like who's gonna who's gonna feel bad money. for him? <laughs> who's gonna feel bad for him? <laughs> yeah, because you know, because Brock is Vince's boy. Duh, duh, duh. No, he's I'm sorry, Roman. That's not the spot for you to say. That's not that is not for something that you should be saying. Ugh. But yeah, that was that was. I mean, besides the end, that was WrestleMania. We went on a really low note, but letter grades for WrestleMania. What do you guys think? Even with the ending and occasionally some of the forgetful forgetful matches, I would say I was still thoroughly entertained throughout most of the show. Um, I would give it a solid B plus. Yeah, I was actually thinking just A B because, like I said, I don't really do plus or minus. Is like. The show started out with possibility of be being one of the best manias ever because, like, for a while it was really good. And, like I said, when they lost the crowd and then the, the weird booking decisions kind of made it made it come back down a bit. But in the end, I, I think it's definitely better than my expectations for the other stuff. It's weird because the stuff I expected to be great wasn't. So, yeah. But I'd say solid B for me. Yeah. I mean... This was one of those cards where the goods were goods, and then when it got really bad, it was really bad. But not the only part that really was terrible was like legitimately terrible, terrible was Lesnar and Reigns. So simply, and the thing, the thing for me is like the thing that's going to give it the B for me is the Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon match, and of course Nicholas, like and and uh, also Seth Rollins, Miz, and Finn Balor. Those really just stood out to me, and overall, it was uh, it was really good. So yeah, I would say B as well. It was a it was a Above average, very good card. But uh, that was Mania. So now we'll move on to the really fun stuff. Now we got that out of the way. The super fun, the super fun card. Oh wait, no, that's super card. <laughs> <laughs> but so obviously this took place before WrestleMania. This was on Saturday. NXT Takeover New Orleans, and man, oh my goodness, they once again Takeover just delivers so hardcore. Uh, um, best Takeover. Uh, I mean, I, I think, would. I think it I, might be for me. For me, for me, definitely. I was gonna say for sure. I just and and the card, the whole card, like as a whole, the card was good. But that last match, I mean, Gargano and Ciampa just absolutely killed it. Could not get enough of that match. And that's like a storyline that's like one and a half years plus long term so, storytelling, so and then right. actually doing it right, like. So well built, just so well built. But uh, like and then even if someone doesn't know that story and watches that match, it's still great. Oh, it's incredible! It's absolutely incredible. But yeah, I guess we'll just dive right into this one. So they open the fucking show. They open the show with the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. We had Adam Cole, EC3, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, ugh, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. With Adam Cole winning and becoming the first inaugural North American Championship. Originally, I thought it was really weird that they started with this, not the tag match, but then we'll see why that is because of what they did. But what, uh, yeah, this match a, is... What a brutal match. What a brutal uh, match. They killed oh, each other. They yeah. 
legitimately killed each other. There were some spots in this that were just, oh, I just, I, 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 I just say this might be one of the best openers I've ever seen. Like not easily, it might be, it might be the best multi-man ladder match since TLC two. I completely agree. I, the only thing is. Lars Sullivan looked like he was trying to actually kill people. I don't know what's going on with that guy. Well, he... you know, it shit happens. <laughs> God. Velveteen Dream looked like he was about to he's die. He's not like most girls. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he's... Wait, which he's one? Lars, <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Oh. I mean, I was yeah, you were thinking Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I wasn't you? sure where you were going with it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. But, uh, Velveteen's awesome. Yeah. Uh, seeing EC3's entrance for NXT, Sean and I talked about this. It's a that theme is perfect for him, and it's a good one. It fits really well. I yeah. liked Ricochet's. I liked Ricochet's entrance a lot too. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I was. I mean, obviously, but the match itself just spot after spot of just brutality, high flying. Uh, you know, Killian Dane delivering being such a big guy, being so nimble for being a big dude. Uh, giving it, he he gave who did he give the Vader bomb to with Velveteen on his back? Oh, Adam no, Cole. No, no, it was Adam Cole was on his back. Oh, that's right, Adam Cole was on. His, that was ooh, man. And uh, and they went I, through two ladders. All three of three, it, they divided yeah. it in half. Three went through a ladder. Lars Sullivan put what Velveteen through Ricochet with the <laughs> what uh, the heck's that move called? No, the, I think it was um oh, the, the freak accident. Yeah, freak accident. Or no, uh, I know Dane put uh, Adam Cole through someone through the other one with the uh, Michinoku driver. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, they all went through it, but yeah. the uh, <laughs> everyone was bleeding. Like uh, this oh. match was like it's brutality. There's so it's much just, spots. Like it was in the beginning of the match, Ricochet was kills himself with that friggin' poncho <laughs> over the top. It's like, oh my god, like, running out of gate immediately. Some me- some memes came out of this too because when EC3 went through that ladder on the side of the ring, he just laid completely still with his eyes open. It was like EC3 died. Yeah, <laughs> EC3, EC3 was basically in this match to keep getting killed. Yeah, he just ate. He so got much. he got killed so much. <laughs> well, I mean, he had a superpower over everyone else because he had. Uh, the super soldier serum in his veins. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He was a. Uh, he's been taking his vitamins, brother. Because goddamn, he's shredded. But yeah, yeah. The the meme I saw that made me laugh was that EC3 died the way he lived, jacked and tan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I this I agree with Dan though. Probably one of the best, if not the best, openers to a, a show I've ever seen. Absolutely incredible. Um. But do you guys either of you have any more notes on it? Uh, no, I I mean, um, I definitely want to go back and, and rewatch it again because I only remember so many spots. Um, yeah, I wonder it's a lot if, of wrestling. I, I, I do. I am curious, like what uh, the plan was for when Ricochet springboarded onto Lars's back before the ladders collapsed. I wonder what the spot was because they end up I think they just shuffled away from it. Yeah, because uh, it looked like I don't know how Lars Sullivan ended up underneath a ladder, but uh, yeah, that was freaking crazy. <laughs> but it, 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 they crashed and burned. Yeah, oh, that hurt. That hurt. Really I, I feel like having those two work together is probably not something I would I would like to see because oh, I, you haven't I, read the the, the the spoilers then? Yeah, I know. No, I'm kidding. There's nothing. <laughs> 
know. <laughs> I, I read the 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 freaking crazy leak that we know the tape. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks, Liv Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be getting squashed. What's she even doing at NXT to begin with? But, she's, uh, gonna get, she's gonna get some squash matches for a while there, sister. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the right guy won. I, I think too. that Adam Cole needed something. Yeah, they, they clearly made the title for him. It was just a matter of, and we were talking about it before, whether they would change their plans because of Bobby Fish's injury. We weren't sure. But it makes complete sense to put it on him. Completely. But yeah, so that was a hell of an opener, like we said. Incredible opener. And then we moved to um, Shayna Baszler defeated Ember Moon by technical submission, whatever that means, for... <laughs> For the NXT Women's Championship, she is uh, so fucking strong. She got, she got, she took her out with a one arm choke. She took her out with a one arm choke, and she put her own shoulder back into place, like like Jason Voorhees, or like when Kane stomped his ACL back into place. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how strong Stephanie must be even stronger. I don't know why she didn't just one arm choke Ronda. That would have been yeah. the <laughs> smart thing to do. That was. The the most questionable spot from that match is what Sean is referring to. Uh, Shayna Baszler choked out Ember Moon with literally one arm, almost like an old school like hillbilly gym kind of like finisher. That's just like they're so strong, they only need one arm. But I just I know I, I'm, she, honestly I'm just glad that these two aren't going to be going against each other anymore because I just feel like they don't they don't gel. No, they don't. They I definitely... think that's a Shayna thing. Uh, I'm curious what her because. The the one program that that come that would normal you would think would come out of this would be against Kyrie, but mm-hmm. we've seen that match already twice and neither one was all that great. So I'm starting to think it might be Shayna. Shayna's green, obviously, and she's rough. She is rough. It's, how do you how hell. do you know that? <laughs> I've, I've had I've had experience, <laughs> but no, she's just. I mean, she's just a big strong lady. She's just like. I mean, it's one thing to be green, but when you're that strong and you kind of just have one speed, some of the spots are just like, oh, my God. Looks like she's actually hurting people out there. It uh, it was definitely better than the, the Philly match, but it still kind of left a little to be desired. Yeah. And uh, I guess the I guess the uh, the reason Shanna did a one-arm choke, too, was uh, Ember did that shoulder stomp that, uh, that Shanna did to her in Philly mm-hmm. uh, to get, like, revenge. And uh, it just didn't work. <laughs> nah, it, did, it didn't work. And uh, when Shayna was putting her shoulder back into place, camera wasn't even on her. So they, she did it twice and they missed the first one. Mm. And uh, I thought that spot I actually liked because I thought that was cool because that's just like a very like yeah. gross. I, I said to Sean, he's like, hey, look, she's pulling the rigs. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a crazy psychotic spot. Like the first thing I thought of was when Kane got out of that ambulance and his leg was all fucked up and he just stomps. And you hear that loud snap, and then he starts walking normally. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the first thing I thought of. But uh, yeah, this it's it's Shayna. She's super green. The match the match was as good as it could have been, and we don't have to see it anymore. So, so that so that was that. And then the third the third match we had the undisputed era, which was Adam Cole competing again with Kyle O'Reilly, defeating. I love how he had Kyle coming out wearing both the belts, so Adam didn't have to wear one around his taped up ribs. Yeah. <laughs> And the, I like the spot too, where he was going to do the guitar playing spot, and he kind of just said like, "I oh, forget it," and he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so undisputed era, uh, Cole and O'Reilly defeated uh, Authors of Pain and Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Uh, there was a big twist we'll get to at the end, but as far as the match, I mean, it was it I, was fine. I I mean, I I wouldn't say too much negative other than the fact that like 
we need to make up our minds on these triple threat tags. Are there tags or are there not tags? Uh, yeah, if, I, it's, yeah. if it's no that, DQ, that, is it no DQ? Because weird, if it's no it DQ, went for too long if it's no DQ, then why rules. would anyone ever tag in? And yeah, the only, just, the only, they should have just made a tornado tag. The only part of the match that dragged was when they were using tags with the authors of pain. Yeah, because it's like a triple threat has no DQ. So and, wouldn't and, a triple threat tag be yeah, the same thing? And, like, unless it's uh, elimination. And then, yeah. uh, and then you had, um, you you had uh, what's his face, uh, Adam Cole on the outside for the whole match. Okay. And you had Kyle O'Reilly on the inside, so it, you, we still don't know what the the official rules were because he was inside the whole time. He had no one <laughs> to tag. It was, it was, uh, it was just it, it got it got it got a little clustery sometimes because it was just like, are we tagging or not? It was the same. I mean, it was the same problem in the 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 Kurt Rousey Triple H and Stephanie match. There was only tags used to build up the spots where Ronda was getting in, but besides that, the difference, there was no yeah, but the difference no is ever. that you have. Triple H and Steph, who run the company, and they can, you know, yeah, they can kind of bend. They can bend the rules if they want to. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, but yeah, the match was good. The big part of this was uh, Pete Dunn hit his finish on who did he hit his finish on? I think it was on uh, Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. He hit the bitter end on Kyle. He hit the he hit the bitter end on Kyle O'Reilly, and out of nowhere, Roderick comes up and just stomps the crap out of Pete Dunn. Hits the uh, is does he what's what's Roderick's finisher? And I almost I almost almost say lumbar check, but I know that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he hits the end of heartache on Pete Dunn and pulls and pulls Kyle's corpse. Yeah, he pulls Kyle's dead corpse over Pete Dunn, and and uh, the undisputed era wins. Yeah, and, and he uh, takes Adam Cole's armband and puts it on. Oh. And go then full they, circle on that story they started a while back, and they which is so in. weird because Roderick Strong was with the Authors of Pain in that story. <laughs> so, so uh, Roderick uh, Cole and Kyle O'Reilly go to the top of the ramp. They are still tag team champions, and they have won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, uh, Classic Trophy. Somehow they so didn't was, even have to be in the tournament. Even being it, in the tournament, it was and amazing. Then, uh, it was Bobby amazing. Fish came out on crutches and celebrated with them. It's like yep. here's your replacement. <laughs> exactly and it was uh i mean it was it was cool that 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 heel turn like almost no one saw coming and it was very uh very well done and it was very cool well i i think the reason why no one saw it coming was because you you pete dunn like you don't turn on pete dunn like no, he's, yeah. he's, he's no. gonna he's gonna murder he's Roger the one that's Skull. gonna turn on you yeah <laughs> and he's gonna murder them <laughs> now we're just like oh shit like i feel bad for pete which is not something we're used yeah. to. Cause yeah, cause he's, it, he's the bruiser weight. You don't feel bad for the bruiser weight. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that was the end of that, and that was that was also very well done. Uh, then we move on to my second favorite match of the night. Uh, we had Alistair Black defeating Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Championship, and just man, yeah. Finally, so happy to see this. Uh, I was surprised that it this went. It didn't go on last from a year ago. Also, mm. well, let me let me clue you in on a little thing here uh Uh-oh. all of uh almas's uh title defenses have been rematches mostly yeah. from takeovers because they just sh- sh- threw him to everyone be- before he became this this heel character yeah um uh i'm su- I-, I was surprised that they did this before i mean granted they kind of had the same scenario on supercard of honor i think where- they kind of went with for this one 
they they uh went with like the old school thing where like if it's an unsanctioned match it's on after the card and it just happens like no i I, well no because then why didn't sean and triple h main event because i'm talking about nxt doing i'm not talking about what wwe's doing well they've never had an unsanctioned match so yeah they they had seth rollins versus triple h (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, no. He's talking. He's saying NXT. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, like I said, you you had a similar situation with SuperCard of Honor with Kenny and Cody, and they chose to put that on before and then the title match, and I think that may have hurt the title match on that show. Whereas this one, the reverse, probably the right call. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, this was this this was uh, just like. Great a heel work. Great use of a great use of a heel uh, manager. Z- Zelina Vega, I absolutely hate her. <laughs> like just as a heel, like she does so, such a good job as a heel manager when she's out there. I'm just like you. God damn it! Like, yeah. just, just pissing me off. She 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 destroyed Alistair a few times too. He took that one uh, Hurricane Rana landed right on the top of his head. She got involved a lot more in this match than she usually does. Usually it's like one, maybe two spots towards the end uh, of the and, match. And they built that as part of the story because he lost the belt because she did it one too many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That last, the last spot in this match was really cool. Uh, uh, CN had the referee distracted and Zelina Vega was going to uh, the top rope to, to probably hit another hurricane run on Alistair Black or do something to him. And uh, Alistair slips and she jumps into Andrade's arms, and he just hits this black mass kick out of just right from hell. And his boot, like, nicked the top of Zelina Vega's hair and just connected clean with Andrade. And he got the pin and became NXT Championship. But just the whole match was just, you know, Cien beating Alistair, Alistair coming back, Zelina interfering. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, she hit, some, she hit some nasty offense on Alistair when the referee wasn't paying attention. I yeah, thought other than Alistair almost killing himself with his uh, Caprana <laughs> oh, in the beginning of the match when he oh. does the fake out and he didn't get any bounce off of it because he does that with no hands. Like yeah, just gnarly. And uh Al Alistair's I'm the only thing I was I thought they were gonna do um like a crazier entrance for Alistair Black, but his entrance alone, you don't really have to do anything to it. It's just so it speaks for itself. Well, that's because they we forgot to mention they gave. Uh, oh, yeah, they they blew that load on Ember Moon with the yeah. girl, the girl from Hailstorm. She came out with the the band that played the song earlier in the night too. Did they open the show with that song? Is that what happened? I, no. I oh, remember. we didn't even mention that, Sean. The WrestleMania 18 throwback, the saliva light. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 was. We tried hit. to block that out because we're like, oh no, we don't yeah, want that, that. That wasn't um, that wasn't Hailstorm that sang the main song for the show. I forget who that. That's why I was so surprised to see Hailstorm there. I was like, when when did? You I think it was that? just Lizzie Hale, from what I read, and she just played with that band. Yeah, probably. Uh, as far as the people who did the opening number, it was. I think it was just one of those bands that are on the that CFO label. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think you're right. They didn't. Yeah, they that... didn't even announce who they were. They just they just started playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were just like, "We're these people. Listen to our music." But uh, but yeah. Anyway, th- this match was great. I'm so happy to see Alistair as NXT champion. Um, probably my favorite, my second favorite wrestler in all the WWE realm right now. Um, but yeah, it was. I liked it a lot. It was, I like it a lot, but also at the same time, I'm like, unless they're gonna bring on this up, which I don't think is happening now. 
Like, yeah, what's up with that? I I thought for sure he was going to be coming up. Yeah, like I'm like I don't know if it was the right time to get it off of him now. Yeah, which but you, doesn't doesn't make the match any le- less great or whatever. But I I, I, I don't get it. What like this is definitely still there. Like maybe they're maybe they're looking for a rematch. Yeah, because we really don't know what they're doing, um, takeover wise. Because like last year, Chicago. Yeah, last year they had that Chicago show in between. So like, I don't know what they're doing. Well, they are having a Chicago. Are they again? Yeah, it's uh, Money in the Bank weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. To to Google. Away. But uh, yeah, so that was that match, and then so the final match on the card. Oh boy. We had Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in an unsanctioned match in which Johnny Gargano defeated Tommaso Ciampa by submission and Gargano got his job back. Wow. This 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 match was This is how you build a match. This this is how you build and this is how you come, like you follow through on a build the right way. This match went 37 minutes and honestly I could have been I wanted more. I wanted more. It was so so good. The only, the only little thing that I didn't like, and I know why they did it, but Tommaso Ciampa needs entrance music. He's not Dolph Ziggler. We need something. <laughs> we, need, we need something. <laughs> we can't have, we can't have him coming out to nothing. I, that, I just well, don't they, like that him. might be changed considering some of the things they were chanting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they certainly yeah. didn't use that uh, audio on the, <laughs> the recap. No, they didn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Tommaso Ciampa came out to no music at all. Just I, it was just to emphasize. Came out to a chorus of "fuck you, Champa," which was yeah. throughout it, the entire night, basically. He came out to just the most nuclear white hot heat, just just scalding heat from the NXT crowd, which was great because he's one of the like that's just what a true true heel. Like not even like maybe one or two people were cheering for him, but I did not, I didn't see them, and I I damn sure couldn't hear them. Uh, he came out in some cool elaborate jacket. It had his name on the collar. It looked very Miz-ish, like old school Miz-ish. Um, so he came out. And then Johnny Gargano came out in his Thor Ragnarok outfit, which Dan pointed out to me. I didn't recognize after until I looked at it. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that is Thor Ragnarok with the shoulder pad and the, the chest piece. And uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the very, I mean, very typical Johnny Gargano colors, but they were presented in, a, like, the design was very Thor Ragnarok, which was cool. And then they just, once the entrances were done, they just proceeded to beat the living hell out of each other just brutal spot after brutal spot we have to, we, we have to mention the splat oh yeah no we i was gonna get to that yeah. so, I, so honestly i think the only part of the match that made it like obviously we know it's fake but that that, that was first thing is when he when he gets the crutches from the plant i was like man like, yeah i was like Really, and and the best part is they just make that that they they made that guy just kind of hop away with yeah. that helper. <laughs> of course, the guy's wearing a Gargano shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and they have him hobble away with no crutches. Like, oh, well, like he doesn't want to see the match now. Like, well, at least it wasn't random. Like, it had a purpose. Yeah, yeah, but and also to refer back to what Sean was saying too, at one point during the match, Tommaso Ciampa pulls away the padding around the sides of the ring to reveal the concrete floor of the arena. And uh, they kind of gets forgotten about for a little bit. And then it comes back, and uh, they're fighting on the outside of the ring. Johnny Gargano rolls through and has Tommaso Ciampa in a powerbomb position. And Ciampa's holding onto the ropes, and he loses his grip. And he just goes from the ring apron to the concrete floor with the grossest, like, organ splat, flesh-hitting 
concrete sound I've ever heard. It sounded like someone took a balloon full of animal flat fat and just whipped it at a wall. It was the most. Yeah, if you look at sound. it, you can tell Gargano didn't like put extra torque on that power bomb at all. It was just Champa falling. Like, it just but... made grossest <laughs> sound. Just like when it hit the ground, it was like oh. Rearrange some ribs there. Oh my god! But it was just spots like that throughout the whole match, and uh, yeah, like and then Champa the hits the the Project Champa regular version, which is the power bomb and the double knee breaker. And Johnny kicks out of that, and then a little bit later he hits one off the top, like a super power bomb backbreaker or backcracker or backside or whatever, and. Uh, I don't know, like, people online were complaining about how much Johnny was kicking out, but, like, this is one of the times where it makes sense. Like, hey, you know yeah. what? He's fighting for his no. career. No, like. Fuck you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to complain about Johnny Gargano kicking out of that. You have Daniel Bryan kicking out of not only being powerbombed on the apron, but also a pop-up powerbomb and a haluva kick yeah. on the same match. And Roman Reigns kicks out of six F5s. I don't yeah, want to hear your I'm shit. I'm not the one saying that. I was fine with it. I, I liked it. And because uh, then that went into the story because his move uses his knees, then he takes his brace off, and then we get another awesome, like, device of destruction that tells a story in the match. Oh, yeah. The, the ending of this match was beautiful. So, um, well, if you, yeah. uh, sorry to cut you off, but if you remember the, the Cruiserweight Classic match, that's what happened. He was about to give him the knee and held up. Yep. So, yep. You know, they th- yeah, they th- so um, Tommaso takes off his knee brace because I guess just it's interfering with his movement. He kind of casts it aside. Well, and, no, uh, he was he was uh, gonna gonna fucking knee him in the head. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he was he was gonna yeah he was pulling out his knee. I don't so know why he off. chose his bad one to do it, but yeah. you know whatever. <laughs> the bad one that he just hurt from his <laughs> he wa- finisher. Yeah, he want he wants to test that uh he wants to test that knee, but uh. So he takes that off and he misses, and then uh, I th- wasn't uh, Gargano was gonna go lay into him with the uh, the crutch, but uh, well, Chomp no, looked like off. honestly, it looked like he was about to fucking stab him. With yeah, the he was crutch. about to stab him. Oh, that's right, yeah, because he only had the half of it, and it was like yeah, you're gonna throw it off, and he was about to slam that down in the champion. He was gonna stab him, and, <laughs> and he was sitting there, and I guess something happened because this is actually you know we saw that he was getting the shiner. I think it's really weird. And kind of funny look back. He basically turned his face into Johnny Organo's logo. Oh, he did. <laughs> he totally did. So you're telling me <laughs> you I need to rip his face up. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But, uh, so he, he goes to stab him with the crutch, but then he sits down with him in the replay all the way back from the Cruiserweight Classic and from their, their takeover match where they're sitting together. And then he's like trying to forgive him, and Chomp is just a dick and tries to swing that knee brace. And... No, I, it was it was obviously deliberate. Like he knew Chomp oh, yeah. was gonna turn on him, so he kind of set him up. Yeah, but uh, then then well, we get the the Gargano escape, and then which, he, he he's hurt. fine with that. And then he sees the brace and just switches to an STF and just mauls him across the face with the brace, and he taps out like immediately. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me at the end of the Incredible Hulk with the one with um, uh, oh, what's his, why can I never think of his name? Ed Norton. Not yeah, Ed Norton. Yeah, it was the end of Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton when he's got Abomination with the chain around his neck and he's just like tearing at him. That's exactly yeah. what it looked like, just tearing at his face. I mean, that's, was just, didn't Rusev do that to John Cena? Oh yeah, <laughs> the chain match. Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but but um, 
but it was just the, the the finish was just like you could tell it was just so full of like rage and just it conveyed so much that Gargano was just like fuck you I'm gonna tear your head off and uh, Ch- uh, Champa submitted and and Gargano won and was reinstated and his wife came out and it was just it was it was a it was a it was a great way to convey good conquering evil and the storyline. It was the WrestleMania moment we weren't getting the next one. Exactly. If Mania ended like that, people would have lost their minds. If we even remotely cared about Brock and Roman as much as we cared about those two. But uh, I guess that brings us to the end of uh, TakeOver. Letter grades, I'll go first, A, without a doubt. Oh, A+. Plus. Um, yeah. yeah. A. Uh, a question: uh, Has has Meltzer's uh, grades come out from last weekend no, yet? I have not. not I, I I was checking. I haven't seen anything because I so, am pre- any show yet. I'm predicting it now. He's going to give uh, Gargano and Champa four point seven five stars. Yeah, because he's a dick. Because <laughs> of the hardcore stuff. Yeah, because I don't I don't feel like he really likes all that that's uh, and not that not that I this mean, is like straight I, up he, hardcore he did but... review it for his podcast already and i had listened to some of that he didn't seem like that bothered him so i don't know well i'm sure he'll come up with some reason but i can't i just i i have some apprehensive thinking that he's gonna give it five stars yeah it's it's you can never tell with him he's well he if, it's, if, if they did this in japan then yes oh of course of yeah. course he just is. He's very hesitant to give any kind of WWE related thing to five stars. Who was the last WWE thing you gave five stars to? Uh, a couple months ago. <laughs> the, yeah, I was about to say the uh, uh, Gargano in the uh, Almas match. Yeah, yeah. It was just. I remember that was such a big deal because he just doesn't do that with WWE stuff. No, the, la- the be- before that, the last WWE one was the Money in the Bank with Punk and Cena. <laughs> <laughs> My God, but uh, but yeah. So that was Takeover. That was the show that we needed. That was the show of the weekend. Uh, but then after that, I guess we could just talk about a uh, supercard of honor. If you guys want to take that away, because you know more, you know more than I uh, do. About well, it. we only saw I actually the top went back two. and watched the rest of the. Oh, card did you? Myself, is uh, so. let me, well, let me ask you: is the, is the ladder match worth watching? It's fun. It has some cool spots in it, but I mean, the gifts that you saw probably are the spots. Well, I, so. I didn't see the gifts. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's as good as some of the ladder matches that they've had in the past that we. You know, seen parts of, but I'd say the match of the night was actually Abushi and Hangman. They, they did a really, really good job. That match was really good. Hmm. So, uh, Cody and Kenny was disappointing. Yeah. I did. Was overhyped, and I, I think that's just proof positive that Cody is always just going to wrestle a Cody match. Like. Hmm. I watched the being the elite one. I watched episode one hundred. After that. I mean, I will say Bernard the 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 business bear is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and Brandy took like the best bump she's ever taken. Well, and it was, she just ass her ass exploded. She went ass first through a table. Yeah, and then, and then Flip helped her. Um, but other but. than that, and then the you know the end sequence and everything, but like I don't know, there was a lot of stretches through the match where it was just like not really into it. Yeah, the, the spot I, with the the spot with the Bucks was strange too. A lot of rest like, spots too. I think that I think this is another case of them building the match to be the be all end all match, like Nakamura Styles, when it's clearly not going to be the last match these two have. Mm. That's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know if they're going to build it all the way out to like all in or something. Well, but it's, it's like I've said before. Well, actually, that's pretty possible. Um, yeah. 
it's like I said before. I feel like Cody, he like you said, he only works the one style. But if you take him out of his comfort zone, the only thing that he actually really excels in is like hardcore or like no DQ matches. Yeah. Uh, maybe go that road for the finale because I I, I don't know like e- even Kenny couldn't really pull that much out of him. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I I completely agree there. Like I, I was just like I know Kenny's better than this, <laughs> so there's only really one person to blame. I feel like, but I also feel like they probably were holding back because of them wanting to extend the story out so yeah maybe um as far as uh the main event also disappointing. this is yeah this is a, a situation where they especially after watching the rest of the card they put that this main event was too long after everything else like this was almost a five-hour ring of honor show mm. uh there was an intermission for some reason too um but they 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 build this story in this match and then just piss it all away like mm-hmm. i don't i don't know why they whatever the hell they're playing with Dalton Castle is i, I don't get it <laughs> i don't know i i mean he's fine but when i think of like high quality main event caliber talent i don't think of Dalton yeah. Castle fucking Marty Scroll came into this match with a five star match in the weekend before and I'd say this maybe was two stars if I'm being generous. Wow. I mean, really, it's just it was just the one spot in the match that was kind of interesting. Other than that, there was nothing nothing to it. Yeah. Uh, when it's what I said about Marty is he's definitely nowhere near as like on the level of someone like Kenny all the time, and that's because he's really good at his character work, and that's probably what a lot of this match relied on to get by i mean the the best spot of this match was probably when he breaks the ref's fingers because he can't see who he's snapping and then the ref can't pin him like mm-hmm. count the pin i think that's probably like the, the the spot of the match and yeah like they i, I don't get what I don't know. It's just like I think every match that was worth looking forward to this weekend was the were the ones that were the most disappointing and the ones that I mean, other than Takeover, because Takeover is Takeover. But with both WrestleMania and Supercard, I think the matches we were all looking forward to are the the stinkers compared to the but, other ones. But a lot of people were looking forward to Gargano and Ciampa, and and that delivered. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Other than takeover, takeover yeah. is like a standalone. Yeah. So, so um, I guess the only other thing that we could cover are uh, the call ups and returns from Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. And then maybe after that, we can touch on a little bit of the Rusev drama because oh, that's boy. just such a yeah, that's such a fucking show that is. But uh, but yeah. So on Raw, we had the bit the first one out of the right out of the gates. We had Ember Moon, which was a uh, no surprise cool. there. No surprise. She teamed with Naya against... Uh, it was surprising game. that she took out Alexa. I was figuring that was going to yeah. be James. But God damn, yeah. yeah. And then uh, after that was uh, Authors of Pain. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, no, I skipped... Oh, that's right, I skipped Bobby, yeah, so... No, Elias no, no, no. Who I mi- Who am I missing? No. My memory's terrible right now. No. 
No. Oh, Nicholas. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Who am I missing? I honestly can't think of it. How many times do I have to say no? No way, oh, Jose. No way. Jose. Okay. Uh -oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I glossed over that one. Well, that's yeah, because so. we forgot about him as quickly as the WWE Universe will. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, he's the new Adam Rose, everybody. He was he's so good, he couldn't even make it on the NXT TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, No Way Jose came out and got a squash match and had a conga line. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, probably the, the most receptive that he's ever going to get. Yeah, because it was the Raw after Mania, and they just love everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, what uh, what else? So I guess we should mention it too. Uh, Paige finally retired, pretty much from in-ring competition, at least for now, unless she gets the the miracle that Daniel Bryan got. But I don't think so because it's not concussion. She has, uh, I think she has spinal stenosis. I don't think. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what she has. And if she has that, there's no. There's no miracle cure for that. It's not like Dan O'Brien where his yeah, brain... It doesn't just, get better. Yeah. Dan O'Brien's brain just healed through, I'm sure, tons of like experimental treatments and stuff. But Not only that, I just I feel like they jumped the gun with him. With the decision that they made. Like, well, obviously, he didn't really have CTE. You don't just get rid of CTE, right? Like, yeah, unless he's doing some crazy like stem cell directly into his brain treatment. Well, no, it was never an issue of CTE. You can't diagnose CTE until you're dead. So it it was just it was a concussion thing. It was what what do they call that post traumatic concussion thing or whatever? I forget the name of it, but it 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 doesn't have anything to do with CTE. Well, it might have something to do with CTE, but it's not actually CTE. Well, and he and also Daniel Bryan has to get an impact test after every match now, so to check on his head. So. Well, even those aren't 100% accurate. Yeah, so just have to pray the best with Daniel Bryan. But anyway, so Paige finally retired from uh, in-ring competition. I got to say, it was sad because she's so young. It's 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 terrible. Yeah, and, uh, but it was weird, though, that she's just like, you know, I have to find something else to do, whether it's here or somewhere else. And I'm thinking like, oh, is she leaving? And then the next night she shows up on SmackDown. Yeah, and she's I saw that coming. Yeah. Suppo when, when they retired her... I was like, there's a good chance she'll be back tomorrow night. I mean, it got a hellacious pop, but then again, it's the crowd after Mania. Like, they'll cheer anything. Well, there's no much. saying that Brian couldn't have remained the GM. Yeah. But of course, everyone was thinking they were going to go with one of the Hall of Famers or something like that. Yeah, a lot of people were thinking Jeff Jarrett. But yeah. uh, Paige is already on the road, you know. Yeah, it's fine. And she's, I'm, she, you know, she cuts a good promo. Yeah, I'm, to I'm totally fine with her being uh, general manager. That's cool. Uh, but then, they're leaving Mandy Rose and Sonny Deville in the wind. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't they're know. Gonna, they're going to have to get new music too. <laughs> they need a new uh, a new uh, head for their group. I don't know who that would be though. Yeah, there there needs to be a new head of the submission sorority. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, next NXT next NXT call up was uh, Authors of Pain came out. Yep, squashed uh, Slater and Rhino, and then uh, squashed and then Paul, Paul Ellering. I, I think we can probably say Paul doesn't want to travel. No, he, he never did. Even when they were, so, even when, when Authors of Pain were doing uh, the, the house shows uh, across yeah, the country, he, he wasn't be there with, with them. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't blame them. But then after that, this wasn't an NXT call up, but a massive return out of nowhere, and I wasn't expecting it here. Um, Elias comes out and is doing his whole shtick. And Bobby Lashley comes back. <laughs> Clearly, you you did not go on Reddit on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
I, I missed that. I, I, uh, I saw that picture right before Raw started, and I kind of just dismissed it. I was like, eh, maybe this. I know. didn't see it until after Raw, but I still knew he was going back on the show. Every, it's, it was, you know, not a very well kept secret. Uh, did, I heard, you see I heard his uh, tattooed eyebrows. Oh yeah. That, what? That, he, they're pretty yeah. fresh. Yeah, they're he, pretty uh, fresh too. He doesn't have eyebrows because apparently he had some sort of deficiency. I think I think There's he has al- eyebrows or something. I think he has alopecia, which is mm. the hair loss disease. Uh, but apparently that's why he wears the headband now, so sweat doesn't get in his eyes. But uh, he has really tattoo brows now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, because he he has the hair loss disease, where you, and it's not just the hair in your head. You lose all the hair on your entire body. Huh. Yeah, but they, yeah, but when it zoomed in on his face, he it looks like he either just got them done or that they're not done really well. But he has a uh, tattooed eyebrows. But yeah, he came out and uh, is his finisher now the stalling suplex because yeah, use <laughs> spear. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, you could do the dominator yeah. again. Yeah. Oh oh my god, the dominator. Oh my god, I haven't thought about that in a while. But uh, yeah, it's, there there's plenty of cool opportunities for him. Um. You I didn't call anyone a bastard, though. A bastard. <laughs> well, that's not very PG. No. <laughs> uh, after, um, now I'm I'm blanking. Who came out after? Oh, Bobby uh, Lashley? Jeff Jeff Hardy came back. Jeff Hardy did return, and they, he had a funny he had a funny spot backstage with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, and then when he finished. Finn and Seth were just kind of looking at him. And they're just like no sold, like, oh, I wasn't in the gimmick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And, uh, and Matt Hardy has some weird name for Bray Wyatt now. It's like his compeer or something. I don't know. Oh, I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, he's he's some weird he has some weird title for Bray Wyatt now that I don't know what it means. And I think the uh the other one was uh Samoa Joe. Yes, he came out and cut a really good promo on uh Roman Reigns. I had a surprise that Samoa Joe cut a good promo. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and just tore Roman Reigns a new asshole. But it was uh, it was good. But yeah, so they brought Roman out there to kind of like mope and be like, I I tried, blah, blah, blah. and then and then Samoa Joe was like, You just you can't beat him no matter what. <laughs> Every time you try, you can't beat him. Yeah, but then some people online were like, uh, Joe, you know, you lost to him too. Yeah. To which I would respond with, Yeah, he knows that. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mean that he can't call out Roman. <laughs> yeah. And now, so I guess now it's going to be, uh, no matter what happens at the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble, it's going to be. What the fuck is going on? Because, like, they're building that two pay per views. I'm honestly not wondering if Brock really didn't just sign, like, a one match extension thing or something like that. Like, I know now people think that um, again, Brock and Bobby, but. No, I think it's more than one match because, uh, well, he might be. He, he, I definitely think he's dropping the title. Um, but. Apparently in this in this contract there's an option for it at least one UFC fight. Mm-hmm. So why would he sign a contract for one match that has that option in it? Yeah, if he's already if he's going back anyway. That's true. I, I feel like honestly this is the decision. Where like, well, maybe they'll give him a better reception in. Uh, well, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> in it is. Saudi Arabia Roman won't get booed out of the building. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh my god! That's gonna be another shitty match too. By the way, oh, putting him in a cage. Remember the last time Brock was in a cage with Triple H? It was yeah. terrible. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be that. That like we were talking about it. It's gonna be like WrestleMania 2.0. There is so I, I much. Know. There is so much going on on that card. Unreal, unbelievable. Hey, at, at least work and it's not gonna be over. 
Uh-huh. At, at least you can watch it at your own convenience by considering when it's airing. Yeah, it's coming if, on. If it, if it ends in time, we'll see. <laughs> it's Friday. It's coming on Friday at eleven in the morning. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll so we'll uh, I'll end up watching that later, obviously. Uh, but as fu- well, did anybody else come up on Raw? I no, I, I think that was Smackdown. It. Yeah, Smackdown's more fresh in my mind because the big one on Smackdown, ladies and gentlemen, we got the Iconics. Finally, Peyton I'm Roy- actually okay with that name change. Yeah. It took me a little bit. I was like. Yeah, yeah, it works. Let's. Uh, there's nothing wrong with going plural, and as opposed to adding another uh, another T. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> the riot. The riot t- t- squad. <laughs> oh my god. But um. Yeah. So I just hope that they don't uh, decide that they're gonna have them in a stable with Carmella or something stupid like that. They better Boo. not do that. Boo. No, I don't. I don't so. think they're gonna do that. Um, but, uh, I will say, I think, uh, I, with this shakeup that's happening, which by the way, I hope it's not like last year where people just show up. I think it will be, but I hope not. <laughs> um, I can see a lot of SmackDown women going to raw to replenish their raw division because SmackDown yeah. right now has too many women and I could see them auctioning off a bunch of them. Well, I probably shouldn't <laughs> word it that way. I could see them oh, sending a, a a bunch of them over to Raw. Um, not so much getting a whole bunch back because they really don't need it because of the shorter show. But like, I could see Naomi going over there, Charlotte going over there. Um, you know, Natty, why not? You you killed him. What did I say? <laughs> I think he's still laughing about you saying auctioned off. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. that was not. Well, I, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, cut it out. Cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. I'm fine. That's just, I was not expecting that word. Oh, God. All right. I'm. I'm whew, okay. Whew. All right. Three, two. Yeah, the, the shakeup, uh, the shakeup's going to be gonna be crazy i mean like you said like you said last year i hope people don't just kind of appear like when did you i'm sure that's exactly what's gonna happen when were you there it's like oh i wonder if he slater won't get uh he won't get taken again and he'll have to he'll have to vie for a position (laughs) i mean that was funny it was funny last year but i hope they don't do that again Um, who else showed up on smackdown i don't even remember uh, that was it that was just them yeah that was it it i remember it was just the iconics that was the big one and then you had the uh the cash in yeah yeah and then so Charlotte came out to give a victory speech. The Iconics came out and just beat the snot out of Charlotte. And then, of course, we they all said they were going to do a magic trick and make the belt disappear. And that's what and they, they did. did. They're magicians now. <laughs> but yeah, so Carmella comes racing out and she's cashing in the money in the bank. And the Mike Yoda had no idea what the fuck he was doing. Like, <laughs> it made me so it made me so upset. It was like, why are you taking like 15 minutes? He kept going like, are you sure? It's like, yes, yeah, you sure. Like I didn't get that. I don't know if that was intentional or if he was just having like. I'm a sure it was. Yeah, but it was just so like. Like they, I don't think you should do this to Charlotte. They they dragged it out like, like four or five minutes too long. Like the ref should be kind of confused at first, but he shouldn't be like, "Are you sure? I don't know about this." Like, okay, <laughs> we we get it. We know what's happening. But uh, but yeah, those were the big call ups. I mean, uh, raw raw delivered. Raw the the pops on raw were cool. The iconics call up was amazing. I thought that was really well done. I love this. I, I'm glad to see those two up, uh, yeah. up on the main roster. They're allowed to work after both getting breast implants, so 
Yeah. Good. Was it both? Hey, yes, it was both. I ended up looking in those. They both <laughs> got secret breast implants and because I know, that's why I they know, weren't doing anything. I know Billy Kay was looking a little bustier. Yeah, they both were. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Ty Dillinger called and told me that he gave it a 10. <laughs> yeah, he had, yeah, with both know, hands. <laughs> yeah. He had a first-hand look. You realize that's literally what the 10 chant is. It's, it's yeah, it's just bre- breasts, breasts. <laughs> I mean, when he, when he, sque- he kind of squeezes his hands when he does it. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right, Peyton he, told he, me to do this, and it got over. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. But I guess the last thing of tonight, it's, it's become it's a pretty prominent issue now. Rusev is on his way out of the company. I think it's pretty easy to say. He's uh, leaving. I don't know what the hell's going on. So he wants to out, but yeah, we know that. So uh, there was, so whether I, that's going to happen or not. Yeah. So the, the full story is there was murmurings before WrestleMania that Rusev and Lana, of course, accompanying, wanted out of the WWE. They wanted to leave because Rusev didn't like the way his character was being treated and felt that he was being kind of held back. So. They put him in the U.S. title match. He, so he got a match at Mania. Uh, he wasn't just going to be in the Battle Royal. Well, they, so, but they put him in, put him in the match. To job. They, put him, they put him in the match, and he jobs out and gets pinned by Jinder. And, and of course, you know, Jinder doing the heel thing says his first act as U.S. champion is Rusev Day is canceled. And, you know, of course, I was like, ha-ha, okay. That's, that's, the, that's the right heel thing to say. Uh, comes out on Tuesday. Uh, Rusev Day chants are massive. Uh and also at the beginning of the show, I guess I should mention this too. At the beginning of the show, uh, Paige is announced as general manager, and she's saying it's her first act as general manager. She's going to have Daniel Bryan face, and then she kind of like takes the microphone away to act like she's going to think about it. And the first thing that people erupt with is Rusev Day, and then she does it again. She's like, "I'm going to have him face." Drops the microphone, and the second chant is like, "It's still loud, but not as loud." It's AJ Styles, and then she eventually says, "You know, it's going to be AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan." WWE, uh, on their YouTube video of the opening segment, completely got rid of the Rusev Day chant and just made it seem like the crowd was chanting AJ Styles the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they had Corey super berry Rusev Day all of a sudden. like Oh, yeah. No, he was like the biggest proponents of it. And then all of a sudden, like, sure, he's the heel. We know that. But... That was it. Felt weird. Like it was a very just, quick turnaround. Yeah. But then I guess I guess the big thing to mention is uh, uh today. Was uh, it ever actually officially announced that yes. it was Rusev? I know it, it was. Yeah. WWE okay. announced it because I know that it was a rumor, and then I didn't see whether it was. For no, the, they had the graphic and everything. For Ooh. the for the uh, greatest Royal Rumble, it was announced that Rusev would face the Undertaker in a casket match. And Undertaker, uh, Undertaker, Undertake, I'm sorry, uh, Rusev retweeted WWE with the caption, bury me softly, brother. And it was kind of like a little tongue, I mean, it was a little tongue in cheek kind of, you know, nudge at like he's going to fa- he's going to lose the taker probably pretty quickly at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Fast forward a little bit of time into the day, it's reannounced that it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Undertaker at Greatest Royal Rumble in a casket match because, and the exact quote from the from the article is, Lana is worried about her husband facing The Undertaker in a casket match. So therefore, through kayfabe, emasculating Rusev, saying that his wife is making the decisions about his matches. And now Rusev's uh, Twitter handle, uh, Rusev Day is deleted. He has no header. Uh, his caption is, I think his caption or his picture is, a. Uh, uh, I'll look it up real fast. It's a picture of a book cover that's pretty apropos. It's, uh, 
I think I sent it to Sean. Let me just pull it up on my phone here real fast. Yeah, uh, other versions of you, and it's a picture of that book cover or movie cover rather. I think it's a movie. Well, it's the 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 main takeaway is it says other other versions of you, and the, his last tweet was "Life is life. It will be Rusev Day somewhere," and that was uh, three hours ago. So, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I don't blame Rusev for being frustrated. I really don't. He's just suffering from the, we've talked about this, he got himself over and he's paying for it. Yeah, I doesn't look good. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but it doesn't Seems look like good. Seems like an even much more contentious relationship than what happened with Cody. Uh, yeah. or, or even Neville. Yeah. yeah, this is almost getting to like, a, not obviously not to the level, but kind of like with the jabs and stuff, kind of reminded me of like punk heat with the management. Obviously not to the same level because Punk was just you know yeah. he's so outspoken. But it's I mean it's approaching that. There, there, I just don't know. There, there was also that that thing that came out uh, today where it was like Michelle McCool was tweeting about how because uh, people were people were saying that Rusev was quoting as saying that he's gonna uh, take out Undertaker's old ass or something like that, like basically yeah. just like old old shaming him. And they I watched the TMC video of him talking and he never once says that so i don't know what exactly people are getting upset about other than i mean the tweets are pretty clear-cut but like you know he's kind of just being his own playful self you know Mm -hmm. like they're asking him like oh do you think uh, undertaker's past his prime and he's just like uh a little i'm not even in my prime yet yeah he's he's being he's being rusev he's kidding around yeah it's like you know he's throwing it to hogan yeah and then (laughs) And then Michelle McCool just comes out and just buries his ass on just so mad on Twitter. <laughs> it's just like he, it just, he, he didn't say anything bad in the TMZ video. You could tell he was very not happy about the match, but he wasn't disrespecting Taker at all. I'm sure the tweet got him in more trouble, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that Gallows and Anderson popped for that one. <laughs> it was funny. But I mean, it's, it's a shame because Dan and I were talking about it uh, off the show. Uh, when Rusev came in, we both really didn't. I mean, he was just another big anti-American foreign heel. But uh, as time's gone, as time has gone on, and he's been more allowed to be himself, he's gotten over. The crowd loves him. Every city that they go to, Rusev Day chants are massive, and he's his like his whole gimmick now. He also got heat too when he shaved his head because they wanted to keep his long hair for the the brute role. Why and, uh, that, he wasn't? Uh, he was off TV. He was hurt. Yeah. Why? Yeah, they just were mad that he ca- he shaved his head for whatever reason, and um, it's he's had a really weird relationship with WWE because to me this guy is a star. He's a big athletic dude who can move fast. He's got a funny hysterical personality, and he's a star that they made because he came through NXT. Exactly, like, it's not like yeah. it's somebody else coming in. And... Yeah, and just for whatever reason, they will not let him be himself. They don't want him being this like. Not a comedy act, but there's comedic elements. It's because he created just, it himself. Exactly, and it just they do not like that. And I kind of want to say "f you, Road Dog," but I don't know if it's directly him. But still, oh, F-U Road I <laughs> don't think it's Road Dog. No, I think it's a little bit higher up than that. I think that's I think that has some VKM written all over it. But uh, it's just a shame, and we'll have to see where it goes. I mean. I, I, think, I, I I'm scared as to what's going to happen. 
Me too. Yeah. I mean, I think a guy like Rusev. Would... If they if they're gonna let a guy like Neville rot, there's no question that they'd do it to Rusev. Oh yeah, uh, and that's and that that's just such a waste too. Because like, if they if they just weren't so petty and they did just release him, he would be a top star in like a Ring of Honor and New Japan. He would be easily, easily. Could, he has top star written all over him. I think he could do really well, but. I think they're going to be petty and just kind of hold him until, you know, make him learn his lesson. But, or just keep jobbing him. Or just keep jobbing him, yeah, make him look like a fool. Even though, I mean, even though, he, he, even though he, it was guaranteed he was losing the Taker match, to them it's like it's an honor for him to be facing Taker in the first place. And then he kind of, kind of like what, uh, what, what Punk was saying, like he wasn't all that thrilled about wrestling Taker at Mania that year. And, you know, it's kind of... They, I think they view it as being like kind of not disrespectful to Taker, just but just disrespectful to the business. Yeah, uh, doing it that way, and they probably got really pissed that he was doing that. So that's why they were like, "Oh, you don't want this this match that's going to elevate you in their eyes? Fine, we're we'll give it to someone else, and you can just show up in the battle royal that we don't know what it is." Yeah, I I guarantee you he's going to show up in the Greatest Royal Rumble and just get eliminated first or something. Oh. Probably. Ugh. I mean, I get the facing takers in honor, and I totally respect that. But at the same time, it's like he's got so much. Like he's he's got such momentum right now. Why put him in a squash match against Taker at a pay per view? Well, not even a pay per view at, at like an event that's going to be on the network. Like I just, I kind of agree with what Punk said. Like it's kind of you, you don't take umbrage to it, but at the same time, it's like there's not another spot that I could have. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was Mania and he's the one that got squashed by Taker at Mania because it's Mania, but this is something happening in the Middle East where they're not even allowed to have women wrestle and it's really weird, like, conditions that this is happening under just so they can sell the product over there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 really disconcerting and it's very sad and uh, I agree with Sean. I'm, I'm very worried about Rusev's future because he might just have to show up and sit in the locker room every night and not do anything. Or, like we said, he'll just get jobbed out. But um, All right. on, that, on, that somber, on that somber note, let's close it out. Uh, social medias, gentlemen. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack Show. And follow me on Twitter at F-A-T-A-X-666. I think a, a good way to end the show is is just by going out with Champa's back splat. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. And you can follow me on Twitter at son of Kalel six two six underscores instead of spaces. And from the bottom of my heart, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye, mwah, and good night. Bang. Cue the back splat.